Love Talk Radio. Good evening to all of you out there in Radio Land. You're listening to The Cricket Show. And each and every Sunday at this time from 6 until 9, Eastern Standard Time, you will be hearing this cricket show, or one of its kind in the U.S. of A. We are now our 13th year of broadcasting. And indeed, this evening, we hope you will enjoy your show. We have a packed, packed agenda lined up for you. And we have some great guests and panelists who will be with us as well. We are grateful for all the wonderful things that God has done for us. And just let me say hello to my cousin over there in London, England. Good evening to you, Hyacinth. Hi, Leon. Hi, everyone. Hello, good day. Hello, and hi Dennis. Indeed. And we're hoping to hear from Donna. Is she on yet or no? But we're hoping well, to hear from Donna and Mertries. And anything particular happened to you this week, Hyacinth, that you want to share with us? I heard you uh, had some company. Did you have some company from someone this day? Yes, this afternoon. He phoned at what, four o'clock? Oh. They only came in today. Oh, they came in today. Yeah, they came in today about two. Oh, okay. About four. All right. Okay. It's good to talk to them. All right. Awesome. 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 Very good indeed. Glad for you. And she's talking about uh, our panelist, uh, Dennis. Yeah. Uh, Oh, Simon. Yes, indeed. Simon I asked if he wanted a, I asked if he wanted me to ask him a question. <laughs> <laughs> but he might yeah. he might come on later and ask him a question. He would then. try to get on. So yeah. Yes, indeed. Tonight we have a wonderful show. But let me ask God's presence in our house tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you most heartily for what you have done for us over the past thirteen, almost thirteen years, Lord. 
We're grateful for every gift you have landed on us. Thank you for the ones who have been inspired to give us funding and those who are doing so voluntarily, Lord. We're grateful for all the help that we can, can muster from these folks because without them and without you, it would not be possible. We're grateful for the help that you've done to the ones, our brothers and sisters, who are ailing for years, some whom have passed on, Lord. For those who are with us still, Lord, we just ask that you continue to bless them. And we'd like to share some of the names that we, we talked about over the years, Lord. Dr. Leroy Lashley and his daughter, Lisa. Bobsy Nisbet and her daughter, Murchies. Ellie Matt. Connie Whitley, Everett Carter, Oliver Solomon, Elgamido Willett, Ralston Otto, Wentworth, and Telbert Francis. Dennis Kelman, Joseph Gunthrop, Willis, the late Willis Daniels family, Mona Daniel and Shalor and Andy Lord, Fillmore Hallpike, Earl Stevens, Jeanette Hughes, and all the others who have not expressed their concerns, Lord. We also want you to touch the body of our brother, Linford McKenzie, you know, a panelist who has not been with us for a while, Lord. We pray for those who have not expressed their concerns, but we pray that you will just know them all and touch them all. We are grateful for your presence in our house tonight. We pray you last. We ask that you help the show to be one, to be remembered, and we'll go on without any interference, Lord. We're grateful again for all that you've done for us. And we ask your blessing on each panelist here tonight, Lord. And we just hope that everything will go well. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Indeed. Anything else from you, Dennis, that you'd like to share with the panelists? I know you'd like to give the number. So let me... Yes, thank you, Leon. I want mm-hmm. to say hello and welcome to all our listeners, wherever you may be in the world. This is The Cricket Show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash The Cricket Show. You can call us at one five one five six zero five nine eight five zero. That's one five one five six zero five nine eight five zero, or send us an email the cricket show at comcast.net. Remember to set your reminders to join us every Sunday at 6 p.m. on the Eastern time zone in the USA. Thank you all right. and welcome to the cricket show. Back to you. Liz. I am Hansel Christian in London, England, and you are listening to the cricket show. To join us, call one five one five. Six zero five nine eight five zero, or reach us at blogtalkradio.com/slash/thecricketshow. Here is your host, Leon Francis. And it is indeed a pleasure to be with you this evening. What a wonderful message coming out of London, England. It's very rare uh, that we get the opportunity, don't we, Dennis? Very nice, yes. So Much we are going to welcome. start the ball rolling until we get the others. What we will be in about seven, six forty-five. Virgil, six thirty. Mm-hmm. Simon, well, possibly will be in from across the across the pond. And of course, we're hoping to celebrate with Vir- and and Virgil, but with um, Isaac, um, oh, the coach, coach. Jake. 
Coach J. King, run about 8 o'clock. We have good news for some and um, not so good news for others. But I want to just say this, that those of you who have not seen or heard the news that Dennis's odd article on the cricket championship making waves over all the the news cast around my neck of the woods. Really? <laughs> I'm trying to say that to tease you, but it was a really Is nice that? article you wrote on the fourth day of four days play. Indeed, and um, we tried our, our, our penmanship to pen something for the media so we can have our say. Some have been accepted with brave reviews and some, you know, lukewarm, but there's always a start. And when once you start, the, the opportunity is there for you to get improved and indeed one day you'll reach the top. So anything else special before we go into the outline? Because this evening we're going to talk specifically or more so about... Well, well Leah, I'm glad to hear that. I'm flattered to hear that. I had not <laughs> heard anyone make any comment about my... Well, you hear, you hear it here first. I'm hearing it right here first. And that was, oh, very flattering. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Yes, sir. Good for you. I can, I can throw in a couple more pieces of items while we're uh, watching the clock. Uh, I'm just going to go into ICC. No, well, I haven't. Yo, let, do, let me give these do the first, then, is because we're going to have. Have Jason coming in five minutes time, right? Go ahead. Cricket World Go ahead. Cup. That is perhaps the biggest item on our agenda today. So just to let, let you know that Australia are the champions. And they took home a whopping $1.6 million. And India was not too badly off either. They got home, got $800,000. And you know something? Even the Westerns get a, a piece of the kitty. Did you know that, Dennis? West yes, yes I'm aware. Money. They got $100,000. And the winner, of course, $1.6 million. The runner-up, which is India, they got $800,000. And the third place got $450,000. Well, the fourth place got $350,000. Fifth place got $200,000. Top $200,000. The sixth place got $100,000. The seventh place got $100,000. The eighth place got a hundred thousand, and the ninth place got a hundred thousand. ICC paid out a grand total of three million eight hundred dollars to all the folks who participated in the final chapter. Indeed, we have more to tell you about on the road to the test. But we want to let you know, and I'm sure by now most people have heard of the victory by Australia. It was indeed a classic encounter, and too sad that we didn't see some of our favorite players making it to the top. But the important thing is that we did have some good news for some and not so good news. But we have better news because we have on deck with us the one and only Jake and Patel coming all the way from on the road to Colorado Springs. Good evening to Jake. Here is Dennis. Good evening, everyone. Yes, 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 good. Okay. Good evening to you, sir. Uh, 
right, Leon, would you please make an effort to um, see if you can reach Murchis while I introduce Coach? Yeah, okay, we, we saw him. Thank you. All right. There, one second. Coach's Corner, the Cricket Show USA, Cricket Hall of Fame USA, and the American Cricket Education Council, ASEC, is pleased to welcome the weekly joint collaborative broadcast of the Coach's Corner. The objective of the Coach's Corner is to provide coaching education and expert views, information, oral and practical assistance while helping to educate those seeking to understand and to become actively involved in the sport of cricket, both nationally and internationally. The segment of the Coach's Corner will run from 6.15 to 7 p.m. and will feature Coach Jadin Patel, Cricket Hall of Famer, multi-sport coach, administrator, and director of the Cricket Hall of Fame. Coach, welcome again for another week of the Coach's Corner. How are you this evening, Coach? Did we lose you, Coach? Yes, good evening, everyone. I'm uh, driving back to Chicago you. right now. I just uh, live in Chicago, O'Hare Airport, okay. actually. So okay. I got like right. three and a half hours driving. This is on, so... today. All right. Well, we hope we can keep you awake and alert as you make your journey along the highway. And for today, I have a kind of uh, open session, and I've chosen to uh, try to put the focus on T20 format. So I hope we can uh, get there. But of course, Coach, you know you can always change the topic at any time. Coach, no, we are all there, good. there is no doubt that the T20 format of cricket is popular with franchise teams now in many countries around the world. Is worldwide national T20 franchise good or bad for cricket as a sport? Well, overall, it's a positive uh, way to say that game has changed, right? We cannot keep continuing that five-day-long test cricket, especially in Americas and most of the modern countries, I call it. And now, as I said, world is changing. Games are getting shorter and shorter. Technology is improving the performance. So in all directions, the T20 is definitely going to stay for a while, I will say. And I will not be surprised if we see T10 as the next version. Because T10 is uh, probably the best fit for the American sports culture. Because if you look at it, soccer, baseball, uh, American football, or MLS, all, all these uh, major leagues and the major sports we have, if you take out break time or timeouts or half time, the real action time is about 90 minutes or less. And that is what this team is going to uh, compete with all other sports in time. And that's only where it can be more attractive to the fans because they can enjoy in the same amount of time with more excitement. So... It's a positive, I will say, and the next generation is uh, 
we are all uh, doubtful if they want to play longer version of game and uh, also the money wise it has a uh, more money revenue generating or has a possibility to make more money in a shorter version than the longer version and uh, the last and i will say the big thing is 20 years back before the t20 started there were not many players had opportunities to play where t20 more the t20 around the world since more young players new inexperienced players all will have plenty of opportunities and chances to play for somewhere in the world you might have to find a way to get going but at least more tournaments means we need more players that means more opportunities out there ah opportunity knocks there and i think that sounds like a good thing coach many of these franchise teams are owned by the same investment group is it feasible that these group could have a strong hold possibly dictating playing dates worldwide do you foresee a possible conflict with national and international series well right now it's very hard to say which is right or what is wrong but the one thing for sure that uh, i got it what you're trying to say this ipl owners is trying to spread their wings in the different countries and expand their uh, uh, territories and uh, planning to invest more money in a different country so they can have more hold of foreign uh, tournaments beyond the ipl uh, in the sense uh, i usually look for the positive side which is their success history since the ipl started if you look at that bar is raising every year in terms of revenue popularity fan base so it's everything is going positive direction and to me if i have to go with this i will go with the same franchise who has experience and expertise to run this professional league that includes the player situation management all sort of things so it is not something uh, we going to have all the options which can keep each and everyone happy out there but i will say they are targeting two things how they can do battle expand their wings in the different countries and the most important thing is they are putting their money to begin with and that is i think it's a plus side because a lot of countries lately we can see that they have budget issues they don't have you know finance we hear lot of countries about the infrastructure and grassroots level is not going up because of the money issue and this is uh, something we have to look into if they are putting money and expanding then let's take it that positive side it's good for the cricket excellent expertise and investment is very much welcome in the sport leon any yes. questions for coach yes indeed i always like to deal with this topic or um, Dennis you know the IPL not the IPL but the T20 is here to stay i said this because it has and i believe honestly that they it can coexist exist with the other two formats or the other other three formats if you you want to include the T10 i say this without with with we have a positive view that the t20 has shown test match something they have shown they 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 awaken 
test cricket. You see, we have seen brighter cricket example. England, they are no longer the dogged team will be batting for a day and score 200. England are striving to get 500 in a day. And for instance, a young cricketer abroad, he will be striving to make the IPL because he knows if he makes the IPL, he'll get 100,000 US or up to a million dollars US in one week or not one season. So there's so much positive that can come from the, the shorter version, and especially the IPL and tournaments of this nature, that they, the other countries and other boards around the world would be striving to make sure they have a tournament and have players ready to get into the league because they too will be making some money as a result of their signing in the IPL and other leagues. So it's a plus plus for everything, every, everyone. And the shorter version is in not many other sports that you can have so many versions and all uh, attracting to some players. So I say kudos to who invented it and the fact that they can develop the various shots you see, the sweep, the, the paddle, and you name it. And some of these shots are being played in the T-Test test matches, and that is a good sign for cricket as a whole. That's my take, Dennis. Thank you, Leon. That is certainly an opinion of progress in the game and format. Coach, if you can hear me still, is there likely to be a future in cricket for the young players now seeking a career in this sport? Yes, it got the more opportunities and more, I will say, possibilities than ever before. Let's uh, me explain uh, what I mean with that. Uh, Fifteen years back, before the T20, any young player in any country had a limited scope to play for in the future is for their own country only. That was the limit. If you can't make it to the national team, then you don't have any other alternative or opportunities beyond our traditional cricket where you can... Uh, go for the English county and pay for it. But nowadays, with this uh, expansion of T20 globally and franchise crickets, there is the two things are happening for sure. Number one, these youngsters will have opportunity to get into the IPL or any, any T20. You don't need to be international player or national player of any team to qualify. means the platform is open. If you can perform, if you are potential, if somebody can find you to play for the franchise, you're going to have the opportunity. Number two, we have only seen this patriotic, the nation title teams only until now. Whereas soccer, there's a plenty of based soccer leagues out there who is generating more money, offering more money to players beyond that Olympic and FIFA. In a similar way, the way I feel since the franchise cricket has started, it looks to me they are trying to do exactly what these other professional sports has done, including the USA professional sports. Means this franchise-based team is looking for the right players. 
who are capable to perform, who are competitive at that level, and those are the ones they are getting into the teams. And based on your performance and based your capability and potential, you are getting paid. Means now you are working. And because of that, if you look at it, to me, it's a T20 is more highly competitive than any other cricket format out there right now. So that is what these youngsters have to look at. It. If you can do well, future is yours. You're going to have plenty of opportunities to play. Okay, Coach, you see plenty of worldwide opportunity for the youngsters coming up. I hope that they are listening. Should national teams control or impose restrictions on their players with regards to their contracts with franchise teams, Coach? Well, there is a plus side and minus side both. And I believe, in my opinion, very soon, we will have yearly contracts, which is we already hear that IPL franchise teams are already doing it. But we need to wait and watch to see what this yearly contract means for the players. That's number one thing. Number two, how it can benefit franchise as well as players both. If that has everything plus plus, then I will say we need to look for a more towards the franchise ticket and contract players. We do have the contract system at the national level. But then there is a lot of critics we hear nowadays, right, from the fans, from a lot of expertise and commentators. And there is always something about this contract situation. And then some countries are suffering because these players are taking a, a, what you call advantage to play T20 instead of leading to the national side. And this will be ongoing issue until a lot of players decide, okay, this is the only format you want to do contract and play for it. Until then, this will be ongoing. And there is absolutely no comparison or no way to say which one is right or wrong until we really see the comparison where what this T20 can give you in one year and let's say what did this T20 give you a national contract. That's the one comparison. Number two, what are the chances you have to play for the national team under that contract and how this franchise offering you so many games to play? And number three, the most critical, if I have to look at the player side, is is it a guaranteed money? Whether you've broken down or having injuries, unable to play, how much secure income you have to bring to your family? Now, those are the key aspects. And don't forget the way I look at it or what I have heard so far. These national contracts are only good as long as you are performing or you are a part of the team. And that is how they offer the contract. Where this franchise ticket, it looks like to me like employee contract between, uh, let's say, uh, employer and you. That means down the road, it may have package deal for the retirement or something. And if that can happen, then it's the most thing to see that the cricket has a at least the opportunity to survive. Because nowadays in T20, we don't expect long careers from anyone. Someone may play, let's say, five years, some may play 10 years. We're not expecting more than 15 years. I doubt it. And because of that situation, 
we need to look for the stability of income down the road because every good player has a prime time we call it a peak time which is normally between 25 and 35 and after that they need to find a way to survive and if this contract situation can bring that uh, uh, another opportunity to keep survive or float in the game then it's a beautiful thing to see so contract is still we are very early to say compare between the what are ins and out what is the good and what is bad and as i said until we see the both contracts side to side it's very difficult to say which one can be right thank you income stability is an important factor according to coach um any questions from anyone on the panel we have mercy she has just joined us so But I do just welcome. Go ahead, Leah. But but I do have a question because with regards of these various um, franchises abroad, the benefit a youngster would get from a foreign another country is that if he is offered a contract, he gets an opportunity to mingle with the greats. That is so important because he would have learned quite a bit and. he could take this experience back to his home his local um country and spread it to his um team members not only that and when i was small and i used to have my my cousin go to any place and i ask him to get get this guy's autograph no important that is you get an autograph from ten dolka on a piece of paper you 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 feel like you're out of this world you want to be another tendulkar i used to get important information from sagari and sometimes i would walk with my collar up if i were sagari you know and what an important part of your life that would be you have gotten something from the world by you having someone joining a team you learn some experience and not only that the way they play the game what they do when they in trouble when they being tied down how they hook if you have any problems how you play shot and what you do to ward off when people you know urge you to get out by disturbing you behind the wicket and tell you things about yourself about your family which just to put you off sometimes they get tales that they used to shine shine um uh, flashlights in your eyes to, to disturb your concentration and then you soon get out so these are things that are important that you don't buy you just get them for free so i say this t20 has gone especially t20 have made it possible to revolutionize the game of cricket and i don't see how it's going to end it may be polluted but there has to be a time when it's going to be um a cut off point but t20 here to play and like i say it's going to co- it can coexist thank you that's me thank you leon mm-hmm. yes thank you leon leon please mentorship as an important aspect an important requirement an important part of the game coach let me ask you what if anything could be done to players who choose 
franchise over national and international um, requirements. That is always a tricky question. And uh, I will say, in my opinion, there are the two key factors the player has to consider. Number one, it's a love of country, the patriotic version we call it. Are you willing to pay for the country even there is not much money involved? That's one side. Number two, the cricket career may be short or maybe moderate, let's say five, ten years, something like that. And in most cases nowadays, the what I see is youngster wants to make money in a short time, quicker time. And then they are looking at uh, some sort of stability down the road from that earned income from this sort of version, right? So it's like uh, every individual has a different situation and they need to think about it. The first thing, how much love you have for your own country and are you willing to play for it? That's number one. Number two, if you're going for the franchise ticket, then definitely you have to think about it, how much you are making out of it, how long you're gonna get that money, and how it will help your future to sustain. Because your life will need the money. And without that, we're going nowhere. And cricket does not have uh, reached that level yet. If you look at the Forbes top 100 athletes who are making most money in any sport, that list is, I think it's only one. Everyone else in a cricket world does not even uh, listed in the top 100, where other sports are giving more money. Like, for example, I can give you the golf as the Individual price is more money, right? Like uh, recently, we talk about this uh, uh, IPL, right? The whole team is getting certain amount of money. Where over here, IndyCar Racing, the driver, the one-man show, he won the races and making almost three-plus million, right? Very recently in USBC, there's a one young Indian-American kid playing the golf. And in a matter of two weeks, back-to-back, -back, two big tournaments, he ended up like almost $5.5 million. So what, what this uh, brings to us is look exactly what you are dreaming for. Do you just want to play for country? Or do you just want to grab the big checks? And based on that, you pick up how long, where, when, and why you want to play. And that is, will be the ongoing thing. And I will not be surprised that lots of youngsters are going to take the route to play franchise cricket over the national team. Coach, good players, you know, you pointed out the future income benefits. So, yes, obviously that's quite, quite important. But should young players and new players be offered binding contract to the national squad for a period of time, such as a contract five years or 10 years to the national squad before they're allowed to make the decisions to go to um, you know, franchise cricket? Well, again, it uh, depends on 
the board if the board is spending fortune let's say to develop some cricketers and if they are spending 5 10 years of investment with a lot of coaching and infrastructure and all those then yes they can implement some sort of new contract that the certain players who got benefited from the uh, board's project they need to play 3 year minimum or 5 year minimum playing for the national team and that's like in exchange of the whatever you have spent to build that professional career same thing with the franchise if they are giving that much money you need to have something in return especially for the people who are retiring from the IPL or something they need to come back and provide support for the next generation so this the game can stay alive and we make sure that we get the right support needed to groom more players so it will be ongoing and we have to just keep eye on it because the world is changing and more the money they get well more paperwork and contracts coming so now we have to wait and watch to see what exactly folds up in next three years in t20 world all right sounds like the uh, contract idea might not be such a bad bad one any offers out there from the panel before i move on No. Right. The only thing I see from Dennis, the only thing that I can bring to mind is um the relationship between the the players and uh, their various boards. Some some players when they they get a contract from a foreign country or another country and it's huge. Attack they tend to forget where they came from. And um don't think that you can restrict them from from restricting from getting labor they may want to say well listen i can resign from international cricket from uh, from playing for my country and and go independent and 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 circle the globe and get a, a little piece here and get a little piece there but we have to find a medium that we can you know satisfy these needs players because you want to have the best players to represent you but not all all the players they're getting bigger like than it than it just said not jaden just said they the hands they're they're very rich now and they, the board can't afford to pay them the sum that they're getting in the but what can we done coach to at least strike a medium so we can have them play their franchise and have them playing representing their country and nobody get hurt and nobody no misfeelings about their welfare well there are some there are some good plans are out there and again it has some positive and negative both but to be honest I would prefer the plan what the IPL has accepted by the BCCI. The BCCI players only play for India and IPL, nothing else. Mm-hmm. And that is the sort of the format other countries should have adopted. If not, then the second best option is down there in Pakistan, where I believe they only allow to play three T20 leagues or tournaments around the world. 
and that is also requires the clearance from the board means they are looking for the players involvement year around into the game and number 2 such criteria it's all about having players to be rested whenever they are not allowed to play means they'll be home and resting and prepare themselves for it otherwise the way i look at the volume of t20 within 2 years i don't think there is a single calendar day will be open without a cricket <clears throat> so in other words if somebody wants to play everywhere how much cricket you will play because there is a travel time in between two locations there is a rest needed so it's not about money i think it's a human manpower we call it you need to cut down the load you need to balance your uh, sleep rest all sort of things and because of that i will say as we get more gay pain for the scheduling and a more g20 around the world i should say there is a lot restriction is about to take place in every board where they will try to cut down their participation and increase the time needed to rest and recover themselves for the other playing situation and at the same time some countries has to go maybe the strict regulation that your high priority is the national team and if you are not willing to play for national team then we will not have you the noc to play that event so these are all sort of things are about to come i will say we are not that far but believe it or not when the administrators face this kind of problems they will definitely start thinking about it and there will be solution we don't know whether it's accurate or not whether it's right or wrong but there should be a some sort of solution where the both parties has agreed to make sure that everyone's interest is survived interest interest and survival that is a theme and a clue coach how should national team treat players who are invited to franchise one year but is rejected the following year should should these players be given automatic recall to national teams ahead of promising new players well probably not because uh, the way i look at it franchise is all about pay to performance you perform you'll get paid if not they might release you you may not going to have the second opportunity to perform where playing for the country is a completely different that is not pay to play this is the pride to play it's a completely different version and in that sense we are looking at so many cricketers at the national level and uh, honestly i will say the top performers need to be in a team and whoever is in the current form they deserve to be is the team and in that case yes if somebody is not doing well in t20 world but if they come back and performing well in local uh, uh, regional games or something then yes recall is there but recall should not be automatic for the people who are not performing or underperforming in a t20 league no automatic recall coach a uh, uh, questionnaire which we wrangled with from time to time why does west indies players do not able to continue to dominate cricket 
in the way they have done in the past. Is this related to any other um, factor in coaching, such as mindset? It is definitely the mindset issue. And the second part is uh, not a rocket science. I would say it's a common sense. We all know that reaching to international arena level, it takes a lot. Means to get there, it's a tough route to make it. Once you make it, it's not easy to stay there. It takes much more difficult to contain or sustain that spot. And that is what the West Indies is failing right now. Most of the people are doing best once they reach at the peak, at the top, wherever the dream is. And after that, they are not maintaining that position, right? To maintain that position, the two things are very important. Is the first, you have to keep continuing doing on consistent basis in terms of the performance. And the second thing is, you must keep continue to improve yourself over a time to make sure that you are right on the edge with the competitiveness needed in the T20 world, right? So in other way, I can say easiest way is players need to find a way to hold that position or status once you reach there. There will be competition always. It cannot be an easy competition, never. But the one thing is definitely there which is not changing, that you as a player and you have the open option to improve yourself day by day so you can be ahead of your all competitors. When these components are missing, you got the setback, players are just vacationing at home, and you're losing the playing opportunity. Thank you, Coach. Um, invite questions from our panelists, if any. Okay. I hear silence. All right, Leon, just remind you that it's probably time to... Um, get our brother Audley in while I give Coach another question. Coach, is T20 format of the game a batter's favorite in the game and how does T20 affect bowlers? I know batters can improvise, do bowlers have that ability to improvise as well. What's the Impact, I suppose, is one way of putting it. Not really. We have seen a lot of bowling performance in last IPL. There were some great turnaround by the ballers, right? So it's not always for the batters. It also has something for the ballers. But the thing is, as I said, once you reach this level, the new innovative ideas are always in place in terms of the strokes they play, including that batsmen or batters are trying to find a way to score more runs at every ball. And that will be ever-changing. Day by day, they are learning something new. They are trying to implement something new. They try to innovate something new. So at the same time, the baller has to step up. And they need to keep learning about these all techniques and things are happening. The baller's job is to simply beat the batsman. Don't let them do what they want to do. Means don't let them hit 
even confuse them, being a trouble for them. So, which is generates like a moment of discomfort. So, it's a, like a win-win for both sides. I will never say that T20 only favors uh, batters. No, it has an equal opportunity for the bowlers too, but depends how they contain the batsmen or how they ball to the bowlers, uh, batters. Indeed. Um, coach, cricket matches of the past years, the heyday is no longer a national pastime due to competition from television and sports such as soccer and basketball. And more recently, of course, we know five-day test match cricket in many regions, such as the West Indies, are struggling. What, if anything, can be done turning this situation around to bring more interest and ideas into uh, T-Trend into cricket as a whole. For the West Indies, I can say free food, free drink, free entertainment, and you get paid money to be in stand. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> right? That's my dream. <laughs> fans, yes, fans yes. need to be paid so they can stop watching on TV. How about that? Right? Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. there's a lot of things we have to learn. Uh, the simple uh, business technique in a sports world, when you're looking at the marketing standpoint or when you look at this professional sports, which is all about uh, investing money and generating money so some can benefit, right? So in that sense, this uh, T20 version has now become a product which you're trying to sell to the consumer, which is the fan. So in that sense, I will say, you cannot sell something that people don't want to buy. So the best solution to bring these fans back in the stand is I think it's a time to do some sort of research in West Indies. Why these people don't want to go to these uh, stands? And what it takes to be the stand? Can we figure out somebody? I know that West Indian people like four things, free food, free entry, free entertainment, and probably money. But somebody has to find out what is the major thing where we can see the people coming back? And I can tell you one thing is definitely for sure. I can give you an example. Let's say Chicago Bulls. In Chicago, when Michael Jordan was playing, the arena was always full. People had a hard time to find a ticket to get into the stadium. Now, since Jordan retired, tickets are easily available. So one thing is right there for sure, if the team is not doing well, team is not winning, you cannot attract the fans. And that is the biggest thing the West Indies is facing around, right? Why, why is the 80s and 90s when we have the superstars led by this team and we were used to rock the world and West Indies was on a prime time? And I can tell you, not just West Indies, the same West Indies team from those two decades Wherever they visited, whether it's Australia, England, India, believe it or not, stadiums were full for a one reason, to see these superstars, how they perform. And right now, that part is missing. I cannot say that West Indies don't have teams. That's not my call. But something is not there where the fans are not enjoying. And so now they decide, hey, 
We don't spend time to go there and spend money. Why don't we just watch on TV? Right? So there's a mm-hmm. challenge is there, but got to be some solution. And in a sport, I will never say something impossible. There is always something possible if you find the real problem. Mm-hmm. All right. It's possible to turn things around. Um, welcome, Brother Audley. And, of course, I know um, Virgil is with us as well. I wonder if either of you have any questions for Coach before I uh, wrap things up with him. Uh, good evening to you, uh, Dennis. Good evening to Leon. All my fellow panelists. Good um, can hear some noise in the background here. Uh, okay. Uh, yes, uh, I, no, I haven't got a question, but I just want to say good morning, good afternoon, good evening to our, to the listeners throughout the world. And um, I'm going to go back and mute for the time being. Um, now it's going to cool down a little. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Uh, Coach, we'll wrap this up with one uh, final question for you. Why is meeting plan in the coaching an important aspect? or an important point for team sports? Well, this is a huge difference. Uh, there is a, all different types of coaching out there, which is always player-specific, age-specific, their level of playing-specific. But when it comes to the professional sports, there is a very thin, fine line where the coaches can help the player. It's like a pinch of salt in your food. If it is a little bit over, it becomes the salty. You're not going to like the taste. If it is a pinch of salt, is a salt in this plate, it's not going to taste good because it does not have enough salt. So that is kind of thin line we have. But I can tell you what, the way the coaching standards has been improved in last 10, 15 years, especially in cricket, with a lot of credentials and a lot of accreditation and some lot of trainings from around the world, I will say the cricketer has to take that option with wide open arms because nowadays coaches are not limited to your basic skills or technical or technical parts of the game. They are beyond there in terms of the mentoring. They can cover some mindset training. They can keep you mentally fit. And at the same time, the way we are looking at when we say the performance analysis, which can help you on a game side, but at the same time, people need to start thinking about your planning, your future, how long you want to play, what are the goals you have, what is your dream for, how long you want to play. And to do that, I think coaches is the mirror for the player who can tell you the real picture, what it takes, to be there, what it takes to be hanging there, and it can tell you what are the downfalls or drawbacks which you don't maintain in terms of the fitness, in terms of the performance, and nowadays the bigger setbacks I have seen as a frustration or anxiety is when they see the people don't getting chance, means they are not able to get that money they are expecting, right? They are dreaming for, I want to become a star, I want to become a somewhere playing T20, which brings a big contract and money. When these things doesn't happen, the things goes in other way. And that is where the coaches can help you to make sure that you don't give up 
that's number one. Number two, you got to keep improving. Who can help you to improve? That's the coach. So nowadays, the professional sport is more relying on a good coaches. And again, professional sports is all about mentoring. It's not about coaching skills, techniques, or technical part. Thank you so much, Coach. And I want to take this opportunity to say um, thanks for your insights, your knowledge, and experience. We invite you to join us again next week at the same time, right here on The Cricket Show. There is no doubt that Coach Patel has answers to the questions you have been asking. The question that says, how did he do that? Or why did he do that? Maybe you will say, I am going to do that next time. I would like to ask you to stay with us for a while as we celebrate Coach J.D. Patel's USA Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award and USA Cricket Hall of Fame Lifetime Achievement Award. That we will do in one hour from now. So I invite Coach to come back and join us in one hour. And for our listeners to stay with us, get your beverage refreshment, and be back with us here in one hour. And don't forget, coming up now will be uh, oddly watching with the birthday and anniversary hour. Coach, goodbye for now, and see you back here in an hour. Yep, I'll be back. I'll be back again. We are good. Thank you. can hear this the guitar like talking <laughs> <laughs>
And here we go. The inside edge. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, now, now you're going to give us a little bit of, bit of the um, birthday thing here. Yeah? Oh, well, um, uh, that was my birthday contribution. The, that was my pardon? He, wants, yes. he wants more. You want, you want more? Give him more. Oh, 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 so, so, that, oh, so you, I thought, you know, I'm accustomed to hearing TV Wanda. <laughs> okay, 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 I, I'll do that. Just that I yeah. wasn't told before, so I, yeah, I, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, no yeah. problem, no problem. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. It's the time of the evening when we take a look at the cricketing fraternity and we say happy birthday, happy anniversary, as the case may be. And, yep, it's the time when you can also call in with your birthdays and your anniversary, 515-605-9850, 515-605-9850. Welcome to the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. And, of course, as I go along, I'll give um, um, occasional footnotes as we go along, of course. Today, 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 Mr. Francis, um, sorry your wonderful wife is not here to be with you to celebrate yet another wedding anniversary. This would have been a wedding anniversary between you and your wonderful, beautiful wife. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What anniversary would this have been? Uh, how many years, if you don't mind? This year is the 13th from 55, five This year would have been 55. Wow. Mm-hmm. Would have been 55 years of marital bliss. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's what it would have been, yeah. So um, what can I say? What can I say? We just have to cheer you up mm-hmm. and just live in those blissful memories, right? Okay. Yes, sir. So um, I know others will come in that afterwards. Janet Maitland, the wife of David, she celebrated mm-hmm. her birthday today. David Maitland's wife, Janet, she celebrated her birthday today. Today is also um, the anniversary, if we could call it that, um, you know, sad, sad one. Timothy McVeigh, remember when he blew up the building at o- in yes. Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. And I think that 167 people died in that bombing. It, it was then the first, uh, the worst terrorist bombing on lo- local side in America. Um, but of course, we know 9-11 surpassed that, but then it was. And he was executed back on this day in 2001. Terry Nichols, I think, was executed next. The guy who um, was with him and did it together. And also, the man that they called the Duke, John Wayne, dies at 72 on this day back in 1979. John Wayne, the Duke, mm-hmm. of course. Okay, here we go. So, Cricket College King from Barbados. He is 72 today. Sabrina Monroe from Guyana, female cricketer, 38 today. And Stephanie Taylor out of Jamaica, she turns 32 years old today. So Mark Richardson, Daryl Tuffy, and Michelle Callaghan, all from New Zealand. And we have Wasima Wisemani from Sri Lanka. Henry Williams from South Africa, along with Dean Elgar. And, of course, Dean Elgar has the distinction of being one of only two cricketers to have carried their bat throughout a complete innings in test cricket, the other one being Western's own Desmond Haynes. 
And we have John Dyson from Australia, Rachel Hiho Flynn from England and George Pine, Faisal Uroman from Pakistan, and we have Mohammed Mubim from Belgium, and they are all celebrating their birthday today. For tomorrow the 12th, Nelson Mandela, yeah, he began his 24, his 27 years in prison, in, you know, in captivity. And this, big, this um, was on the 12th of June, 1964. And he spent 27 years, as I said before, in confinement. Bounty Killer out of Jamaica is celebrating his birthday also tomorrow. He'll be celebrating his birthday. And uh, these two came very close on each other. Remember the Orlando nightclub, gay nightclub shooting by mm-hmm. Omar Martin? killing 49 people 2016 wounded 23 yes 2016 it happened on the nine on the 12th of june 2016 believe it or not it's been seven years okay so cricket australia jim burke ian craig terry alderman from india jorinda singh david Miandad, jaluladin Miandad and jaluladin especially he was the um First cricketer, first bowler to take a hat-trick in ODIs. And he was playing against Australia, Rod March, Bruce Yardley, and Jeff Lawson. Uh, from, we also have from Hong Kong, Javier Asville. From the West Indies, Dominica, Norbert Phillips. Christopher Amani from Papua New Guinea. Jeff Griffin from South Africa. Peter Such from England. Rodney Latham from New Zealand, Raymond Rice from Zimbabwe. And for the 13th, we have the first T20 competition began in England, 2003, uh, the birthplace of T20 cricket. Minty, Minty Brown, Donna would know about that one concerning Donna, Minty Brown. And also, back in 1967, the first African-American Supreme Court Justice, the Thorgood Marshall, was appointed in 1967. That makes it will be 56 years since the first black Supreme Court uh, appointee to the United States Supreme Court, Thorgood Marshall. Okay, so we go with cricket again. We have Roy, Roy Melnick, George Gunn, Neville Tufnell. Emma Irvin, Amy Allen Jones, all from England. Sean Young and Ian Redpath from Australia. Now, this Ian Redpath is not the one that played test cricket for Australia. This one played Northern Territories, so he's not the Ian Redpath that we are accustomed to. From New Zealand, Lucky Ferguson, Chris Kearns, Alex Tate, and Rachel Priest. Um, Moinda Singh, who is from England, Angus McKay from Zimbabwe, Mignot Dupree, female cricketer out of South Africa. Uh, for the 14th of June, Steffi Graf had the best winning percentage in the in, um, history of tennis, male or female, Steffi Graf. Um, former president, President 45, Donald Trump, will be celebrating his birthday also on the 14th, uh, he'll be 77 years old. 
Um, then we have Afghanistan become the 12th nation to play test cricket, and that was in 2018. It will be five years then. And how can we forget they were mauled by India in two days? Two days they were beaten. Um, that was some rough initiation. Okay, so back to cricketers Alan Davidson, Daniel March, and Mark Cosgrove, all from Australia, James Nutt and Don Smith. Uh, James Nutt is Alan Nutt, Alan Nutt's son, by the way. Don Smith is also from England. And uh, we have Claude Henderson from South Africa. Elena Nero, female cricketer out of the West Indies, particular from St. Vincent. For the 15th, from England, Roger Tulkard, Margaret Rutherford, and Sam Billings. Uh, from um, South Africa, George Rowe, Dennis Reed, Abdul Razak and Ahmed Kamal from Bangladesh, Maurice Odumbi from Kenya, and Stella Campbell from Australia. For the 16th, we have golfer Phil Mickelson uh, from U.S., and Roberto Duran, the hands of stone, Roberto Duran. Yes, he will be celebrating his 72nd birthday on the 16th. And our colleague, Mr. Lenny Archibald, will be coming through together for, you know, U.S. Open and otherwise. Lenny Archibald, he'll be celebrating his birthday also on the 16th. Out of Jamaica and West Indies, Nehemiah Perry will be celebrating also from England. Billy Griffiths, Tom Graveney. Tom Graveney, he was cricketer, wisdom cricketer of the year in 1953. That's a long time. That's when I was born. Wow. 1953. <laughs> <laughs> and England, uh, Laura Sprague, also female cricketer. Robbie Kerr, Alan Fairfax, and Ed Cowan. Um, Fairfax, yeah from uh, Australia and Moin Kamal from Pakistan and finally for the 17th of June Venus Williams she will be 43 years old believe it or not 43 I remember when she first came on the scene with those beads in her hair and stuff like that little <laughs> girl and, and her daddy in an interview said the little one is better than she is and she was referring to you know the other champion of course and it turned out to be Fact. Okay, she'll be celebrating her 43rd birthday then. And we have DJ, the grandson of Mr. Dennis, will be celebrating <laughs> his birthday the 17th too. <laughs> and we have in cricket, Brian Statham, Steve Rhodes, Nick Cox, Nick Cook, rather, sorry, and Stephen Davis from England. We have Goody Toka from Papua New Guinea. Shane Watson and Alex Harwood from Australia. Kayant Hafiv from Pakistan. Ra- Raza Iqbal from Norway. And Philip Eaglestone <coughs> from Ireland. And this is what I have for you with is Mr. Francis. I come okay. back to you. Yes, okay, Dennis, I'm back. Just want to just okay. introduce a stranger with us this evening. She has she just took some time out to give a whistle stop. We have the great Connie Whitley. Come on in, Connie. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Hello, Connie. 
Hello, listen to me, listen to me. Ho, 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 ho. It's Christmas. Connie is here. (laughs) Uh, Good Sunday evening to the entire panel of the Cricket Show. Of course, first to my uncle Leon Francis and Iva Henry. I don't know if you're on. Certainly Audley Watson, Simon Mm -hmm. O'Brien, Jatin Patel, Dennis Heath. Virgil Francis, and a shout-out to Matrice Nesbitt, Dayapna Patel, and Donna Brown. So I'm calling wow. you to say a quick hi. <laughs> and, and, and your, your cousin, cousin is also right. Hi, Sin. <laughs> hi, Sin Christian. <laughs> I, I just wanted to say a quick hi. And, hi. And, and see how are you guys doing in your neck of the woods. Here in New York, we've been experiencing uh huge inundation of smoke coming from Canada. And mm. so it's only dissipated like last night and today. So because of that, I guess it can only spend a brief amount of time. But, of course, I do think about you, Audley and Iva and Simon and the, the rest of the crew. Um, Thank you. It's funny. So I don't know in your neck of the woods what's been going on, but we have, I mean, I've been sleeping in a face mask. Wow. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, not good. And just tonight, I thought it started to kick up again. So I've had um, wet towels under my front door <laughs> and in my windows and stuff. And uh, smoke has gotten in. So I live in Manhattan, and smoke has gotten into our building as if, it was someplace mm-hmm. in New York was burning. Mm. So I don't know. What are you guys experiencing any of this where you are? No, no, for sure. Uh, I, I, I'm perfect. I'm present in Florida. I'm presently I'm presently in Connecticut. So um I I, oh. I went through some of that as well, you know, it's coming right from Canada, so Connecticut mm-hmm. right down New Jersey going down right. um south. Yes, yes. Uh, but but somehow somehow the the, the the first day in the morning when I when I looked out the sun was bright orange because of mm-hmm. all the smoke and things that coming down. Uh, but somehow it did not affect me much. I don't know. I don't know because I'm old. I'm immune to certain things. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it did not. It did not bother me much at all. A lot of people. I've seen a lot of people were wearing masks. And uh, I can just imagine people who are asthmatic, you know, things like that. You know, it right. really affects a lot of people. And showing the picture uh, of, uh, I think, was it, was it George, one of those bridges in New York? I mean, it was mm-hmm. dark with smoke. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was dark with mm-hmm. smoke. But um, it's, much be- it's much better now. Much better here. It, it, it is better. Like, there's a residue. It is better. Oddly. What I'm experiencing okay. is the residue. I, I, you, 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 you're, you're annoying somebody. I, can I join in? <laughs> <laughs> um, funny, funny, nice, nice to hear your voice. And um, <laughs> what I want to say, I realize you and Audley is the closest. You're in New York, he's in Connecticut. He said he gets smoke, and you say he gets smoke, and the two, two of you is laughing. So I want to know if it was marijuana smoke, you guys smell it, or uh, oh, something else, because no, you guys are laughing no. all the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, 
now I have no I have no now, I have I'm no a, idea what they're burning up here inside um Virgil. Oh okay. I, I, I'm <laughs> a cornball. I don't you know <laughs> I'm I'm kinda corny. <laughs> I don't do that. But um what what I am experiencing is like I feel like there's an after scent like uh a, a dirty ashtray kind of smell. <laughs> and it it sucks. And if you have like heart issues and stuff, you know, you, you oh, really Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I mean I was talking to someone on the phone and as I was talking I felt like I swallowed actual smoke it through my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And that was I, I, unpleasant. Mhm. I've seen I've I, seen I, some I, of my coworkers wearing masks, you know, and but as I said, yeah. I, somehow somehow it, it 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 doesn't bother me. Maybe I'm losing the the sense of smelling. <laughs> well, at first, at first I didn't know. Um, so I went to. And we are and, back, um, listeners, with recipes. Quack, quack. <laughs> Yeah, I heard my. Yeah, I really do. Huh? Okay. No, Mr. Francis is yeah. just giving a little teaser. <laughs> yeah, I um, I was saying that I ran and did errands, and I did not know, but I did wear a mask. And when I came home, um, there was a woman talking about there was smoke coming into the building. And so you could visibly see it and smell it. Now I can't see it, but it, there's the residue that I can smell. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, as usual, I think about you guys all the time, even when I'm not on. And I thought I'd call and say a quick hi and see how you all are. Okay. So appreciated. So appreciated. <laughs> Yes, I too appreciate it. Just to let you know, I'm out here on the West Coast, so I'm not, I'm used to having wildfires out here too, but I've Uh, never noticed that it is as bad as you've described it. Even our wildfires have never really been as suffocating as you've described it. So, however, this time we are not having any of those issues from this Canadian burn. But we certainly mm. hope that uh, we get some rain and get some something to put that out and keep some you guys up there. Yeah. Yeah. For a while, for a okay. while, Kennedy was closed. Uh, late in, Kennedy was closed. JFK Airport was closed mm-hmm. for a while. Really? In the yeah. night. Yeah. And uh, we were told to not go out if we didn't have to. Right. And, um, yeah, so I most certainly stayed in, but for about three nights, I was sleeping in a face mask. I got up in the middle of the night and I was just almost gasping. I was like, oh, my God, I can't sleep. Mm. Then my covers began smelling of smoke and the windows were closed. Everything was, you know, sealed tight, as tight as I could. And like I said, I treated my home as if the building was actually on fire by putting towels onto the door and the windows and stuff. And Mm. I, yeah, so I thought, well, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter if I wash, because if I wash, this thing is still blanketed in the city. Right. So, yeah, but today you can see, because, they're, you know, for a while the sun looked kind of weird and red. 
and blotted out and you know all of you know the tall buildings around was just covered with um musky looking kind of fog and had a reddish hue to it <laughs> so mm-hmm. i don't know what was burning well well they say it was a some forest areas in canada but it, it was horrible and yeah but anyway <laughs> on I, a lighter can note I, can i introduce you to heisen she wants to speak to you in, in the in the rear but in the back i mean um, you can okay. I, I, I give a sample of your rum talk. Rum, rum talk, <laughs> honey. Yes, absolutely. Go ahead. And we are back, listeners, with recipes from our rum talk. First one is called "What Godly Sunrise." So what we're going to use is English Harbor. High Year Rum, Coca Carib. Coca Carib is a coconut rum. It's clear, moderately light-bodied, and has aromas and taste of coconut and almond. And we're going to use uh, orange juice de Kuiper and grenadine. Grenadine is a sweet syrup made from palm grenadine, and so you're going to mix to your taste. For that. The next recipe we have is called Sweet Love. Mm. Alright, so again we're going to use Coca Caribe, this time cranberry juice de Kuiper, amaretto, and amaretto is a sweet almond flavored liqueur. Then we use some pineapple juice and just a drop of lime for that one. The next recipe is Sun tan, and again we use uh, coca curry, but this time we're going to be very specific. We need just one ounce of coca curry and one ounce of Bailey's. And what you do is you're going to layer this in a shot glass. So you just place the coca curry and followed by the same amount of Bailey's cream liqueur for that one, and drink. Now I have um, two more, and the second one, the third one I need, is called Electric Shock. And what you're going to use is um, a nut powder for this, amaretto, black currant liqueur, and cream. That should be a good one. And the fourth one I have for you, and the final one, is Stormy Night. And for that, you're going to use nut powder, Cavalier rum, creme de coco, served in uh, layers again. So what you're going to do is layer it just like we layered the suntan recipe. You're going to just put the first, layer it with the nut powder, then followed by the Cavalier rum, then creme de caco, and drink it as a shot. For complete info on recipes or to read about Forbes magazine's very powerful vote of confidence in Antigua's English Harbor five-year rum, please visit website uh, www.antiguadistillery.com 
forward slash news. Good evening to all of the cast and crew at the Cricket Show. This is Connie Whitley. To Leon, to Ivan, to Audley, to Simon, to Cardinal, and to Patel, what I want to say to you is happy 11th year anniversary and may the cricket show enjoy monumental success for a very long time to come. Thank you very, very much, Thank Connie. You. And you. I know we got some work for you to do before you go. We're going to connect you with, with your cousin Hyson and we will continue our talking. Dennis, take it away from me. Yes. Okay, thank you. Um, oddly, I don't think you're finished, but uh, you did mention my grandson's birthday, but you failed to mention his father's birthday, which is the following day. Oh, oh. Yes. So um, that's well, me. Maybe um, that's for next week, so maybe that's why, that's yeah. why it, because um, oh. that's only Saturday, so I deal it uh, as a okay. Sunday the following week. All yeah. right, fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. At any rate, uh, Virgil, any birthdays from you for this week? Anniversary? Oh, Virgil is moot. No sorry. birthday. No birthday. Hi. Hi. No birthday. Hi, is it? Yeah. Oh, um, Leon, this is still on, on air. Uh, yeah. Um, Donna, any birthday greeting? Okay. Thanks, honey. Hello, oh, yes, I have one birthday this week. I'm ordering okay. programs to meet. My niece, Minty Brown, she's having a birthday on Tuesday, the 13th. All right. Yes. My niece, Minty Brown, she's only in Nevis. Okay, good to have you on, Donna. Uh, anybody else? Um, well, no, looks like we've covered the board and... Uh, all right, so be... go ahead. Yeah, just yeah. So um, there's nobody else. No, Ivor, nobody else on the board. Nobody else. Ivor is currently in DVI. I think. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yes, yes, yes. I forgot. I've forgotten all about that. I've forgotten all yeah. about that. You yeah. know, that's what that's what it is. You know, sometimes I have problems remembering, like in the in the evening, remember, remembering what I had for breakfast. So you have to keep on taking <laughs> All right, all right. So I have to, I have a couple of birthdays. Um, on on uh, Wednesday, um, Tom Novak. Yep, Tom Novak. One of my former bosses from some time ago. Um, he he was always he was also in radio, long time talk radio. Tom Novak. He'll be celebrating his birthday on Wednesday. His 71st birthday, and Ian Cook, another one. He is he, on the same day, the Wednesday, the seven, Wednesday the 14th. He'll also be celebrating his birthday. So, big shout out to you two guys. And of course, I did already mention Mr. Lenny Archibald. He will be celebrating on Friday. Cricket commentator extraordinary man. When you talk about U.S. cricket. And you want to know um, the stats about U.S. cricket? I, I, I'm, as I mentioned it a lot of times, I say you have to ask Lenny, then Google. <laughs> right? Is that good? Lenny, then Google. <laughs> in that order. In that order. In that order. <laughs> in that order. Right. So enjoy the birthday when it comes, guys. Enjoy the birthday. And if there's okay. 
no more. I'll just go ahead and close out this section of the program. Okay. Okay, so this has been the Walter Henry Birthday and Anniversary Hour. Don't forget, each one, tell one, tell your friends, tell your neighbors. Uh, we are on every Sunday evening from 6 to 9 p.m. on Eastern, Eastern Standard Time, of course, Sunday evening. So a big shout-out to all our friends and fam, friends and, uh, of course, some families. Uh, for those in Asia, for those in Australia, in England, whether you're in London or anywhere else, uh, for the Caribbean, a big shout-out to Mr. Renford Door and his crew over there at 2020 Vision. Yes, and a big shout-out. Leon, you're on the air. He's coming on the air. Um, yes, a big shout-out to everyone. So just remember to join us next Sunday evening at 7 o'clock in the p.m., when once again, we'll have the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Back and Connie is back. She wants to say bye-bye to all oh, her wonderful friends. Yeah, so I really want to send you guys um, my love. And I'm sorry I had to run so quickly, but I can really feel, you know, the difference in my chest now. Mm-hmm. Because of the smoke, so I just wanted to say quick bye. Okay. I think about you, know, you all I'll, the time. I'll take mm-hmm. 10 minutes every week. That's fine. I'll take 10 minutes. <laughs> just 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Connie, nice, nice to have you. Nice to have you, Connie. God bless you. Nice to hear your voice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thanks, God. Bye, just guys. Thank you. Continue to feel better. Have a great week. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you so Bye. much. Bye. We'll talk. Bye-bye. Wadley, Dennis, are you back? No, I closed Dennis. it already. So, okay, let me just Dennis. play a little, song, little piece of song for the birthday. Little piece. Well, then we're going to sing us some Jamaican songs. But if we sing them, you got to get out of those seats and you got to dance like you're really from Jamaica. Or your parents were from Jamaica. Parents, parents were from Jamaica. But I want you to be true to who you are.
Here you have it, folks. Another wonderful evening talking about the birthdays and anniversaries and special events in the lives of our panelists and their friends. We invite you to stay with us as we continue to talk. Leon, I have, I have a quick story for about 30 seconds. Okay, go right ahead. Yes, sir. Yeah, very unusual situation in a cricket match that has been played in Ireland. The match was held up. What, what the thing was it called? A hive of bees passed through <laughs> very low. When you look to see the umpires and or the cricketers have to be lying on their stomach until eventually they, they, they swarm on, on, a, on a fence was surrounding the, 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 um, the ground. Mm. Uh, apparently the queen was on the move and when the queen moves, you know, everybody has to, you know, follow. Mm. And um, yes, the first time I've ever heard a match was delayed because of bees, swarm of bees. I spoke there in Ireland. Back to you. Oh, yes. Another but one did, for did, the book. Did something similar to that happen in, in the ladies' tournament this year? In St. Kitts? Was it bees? Was it bees? Oh, no, or, bees, or, 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 or something else? It, it, something, was some, yeah, something. it was something else. Yeah, yeah. something else. Yeah. yeah, very strange things are happening in the world. <laughs> Folks, let's talk, about, let's talk about the world... Test Championship Final, India versus... Mm. Oh, Abby, you, you are back in India, right? My India, you are 13. My heart is bleeding. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my, my second team. My second team. No, I thought it was England after no, West no, Indies. No, West, in, West Indies, India, England. India. England's always... Oh, yeah. okay, I have them in the wrong order then. But yeah. nevertheless, it was a marvellous game. It was a marvellous game, of course. Some of us... Love cricket. We we saw a great match. Some of us who wanted our team to win, we see a great. One of the things, one of the things that I'm excited about, Leon, is that um, um, maybe a couple of weeks ago I, I, I was talking about um, Rahani. Um, I think his his contract, his um, contract with the I, with the um, Indian board was greatly downgraded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was <laughs> greatly downgraded. I think the last one I it was dropped. I know, I know. In Sharma, you know, is totally out, no more contract. But but um, Rahani, I think, was reduced to the, the lowest one. And I'm saying he was on 99 catches in his test career, and I would really like him to get a chance to make it 100. And he took a catch in this match. Apparently, he was making a lot of scores in the Ranji Trophy or something, but then he, because he was selected for... The, for this world championship, and he performed well. 80 had in the first innings, 40 had in the second or double, and um, yes. he took a catch. So it's official. He has taken a hundred catch as a fielder in Test cricket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask Dennis to do uh, an article he wrote in the Foot Days Play, folks. But um, Dennis, would you pull it up and then I'll give the folks the the scores. Sure. Well, of course. Sure, I have. The article, I have it in front of me, Leon. Okay, well, just let me give this quote and then you go right into it. The Oval, the World Test Championship final at the Ovals in London, Australia, who was sent into bat for 69 all out and 163 
Smith, 121. Sirag, 4,408. India replied with 200. No. And in the second innings, Australia made 270 for eight, declared with Harry. He's next 69 not out. And Jadeja got 3,458. India, on the other hand, made 296. In their first innings, Rahani, 89, Taco, 51, Cummins, he got three for 83. And in the second time around, they were Indian, well, they were bowed out for 200. Let me see if I have the right. Oh, I don't have the final 234, score yet. 234, 234, 234, 234, losing by 208 wickets. But um, then it was an article on the fourth day. As a matter of fact, we were doing the article on each day, but... Then it is an article on the fourth day. I'd like for him to give the listeners um, an ear, ear drop of his his um, writing. Go right ahead, Dennis. Well, just to uh, to to um, set the stage, we have been uh, items, articles, opinion, views on this World Test Championship final on a daily basis so at the end of each day play um, you know series Leon myself have been writing our individual thoughts and or we've been sharing our thoughts on the world test championship so on day four that's the night at the end of play on day four my views on this this is my views it says on the morning of day four Spectators and fans had no idea what excitement was on the card for this day's play. There was a pattern that had been observed, and this was totally unpredictable. The overnight not-out batters for Australia's first innings, Smith and Head, and second innings, Labouchain and Green, were dismissed early without significant addition to their individual overnight score. Similarly, India's first innings batters, Rahane, added 60 runs, but his partner, Bharat, did not add to his overnight score. So, the pattern appears set, and it is quite likely, maybe predictable, that Kohli on 44 and Rahane on 20 runs will fail to add to their overnight scores on day five. If history does repeat itself, history aside, Australia resumed their innings today on 123 for four. This was a good morning for the Indian bowlers, Yadav two wickets, Jadeja three, and Shami two wickets. They were economical, precise, and they mesmerized the Australian middle-order batters, except for Stark, 41, and Carey, 66, who held steady and produced an encouraging 93-run partnership to save Australia from embarrassment. Australia declared their innings closed at 278. The target for India is 444 runs. Now, in yesterday's post, that is day three post, we estimated that if India can restrict Australia to 400 or less by lunchtime on day four, this could be a winning score for India. India's target run chase has begun, 
and there is a clear sign that the run chase is on. Sharma and Gill at over number seven were scoring at 5.8 runs per over before Gill was out to another spectacular catch by Green in the slips. Diving forward, Green appeared to have caught the ball cleanly, but to the spectator's eyes, the ball looked as if it scraped on the ground before Green had control of it. The DRS review ruled the catch clean, and Gill was out for 18. Sharma and Pujara continued to keep up with the run rate, but unfortunately a bad shot selection reminiscent of a T20 stroke caused the downfall of Captain Sharma. A missed cross-batted sweep, and he was out leg before wicket. Five balls and one run later, Pujara emulated Captain Sharma with his version of trying to help an over-the-head rising delivery. He failed, and he was easily caught by the wicketkeeper. At close of play then, India with Virat Kohli 44 not out, Rahain 20 not out, were the overnight batters. Statistically, Australia has bowled 40 overs in this afternoon's that's day four session. And this leads me to the question of the evening. Australia can bowl 70 to 80 overs on day five. Can India score at 3.5 to 4.0 runs per over to collect the U.S. 1.6 million price? Should India fail the challenge? The second place prize is nothing to sniff at. U.S. 800,000 should wipe away the tears. And that was my uh, blog post on day four of the India of the test finals. Surprise, surprise. It was like a prophecy, as we can see, because neither Kohli nor Rahain added, not, not Rahain, and neither Kohli or the uh, Pujara, ad, not Pujara, I'm sorry, Kohli uh, or Rahain added significantly to their overnight total, and consequently we see the results. India defeated by um, massive 209 runs. That's it, Leon, back to you. Well, well, well put together, Leon, and I think we have to, uh, well put together, um, Dennis, and I think from now on we have to start calling you Prophet Dennis. (laughs) 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 Almost, almost happening, almost as you say, you know, right down, you know. But but oddly, what stood out for you? Was it the catch or a non-catch? The catch of... You you know, I haven't seen it. I have I haven't seen it. How about you, Virgin? No, um, Any comments on the catch? Well, I see the replay, but I didn't really. Uh, I wasn't too close to the TV when I when I saw it. Like I didn't get to. I watched some most of the game yesterday. I no today game. When I put it on, I was wondering what was going on. I didn't know the game was finished already. But the, the catch itself, I did not really um, see. And I'm trying to watch the the replay to see it, but um. But otherwise, on the test match, one of the great, great, real, real great test match I watch. I don't know mm-hmm. how people can say test match dead, 
But that was one of the most exciting. I couldn't even uh, wait uh, to really excuse watch me, more excuse um, me, not play dead. and all this not, stuff. Not dead, but dying. Not dead, but dying. Yeah, well, <laughs> anyhow, it is dying. But believe you, and I can tell you for sure, I'm glad that they, it was played in like a neutral ground. It just to show you, right. when you don't go and play in other people's competition, other people domesticate, <laughs> this is what will happen to you because I can guarantee you that you have Australian play into England um, domestic games. India don't, and when you don't go and it's not to say you play a, a, a few Indians in England, play England, England five days Virgil, including Petura. Uh, Petura is playing. Petura is playing counter cricket. Yeah, Petura is playing in England. Yeah, you maybe more in England, but there's a few Indians playing in England now. Yes, no, that yeah. is that is very good. Because if you, do, if you don't get to understand, especially over the there's a lot of movement with the ball. And if you're not accustomed to these things, believe you look like a, you may maybe make runs when that day when the ball is not moving. But once the ball starts to move, it's a big problem. So what I'm saying, every country needs as much as it can play in other people's domestic cricket. You need to do that because it makes the cricket more competitive. And it gives your team a better chance to win in other people um, in other people country because you understand the weather, the the the, the way how the, the pitch itself plays on like a cloudy day or a sunny day, and it's better for each and every one of these countries that are playing. So, but it was a wonderful test match. I could not you could not do nothing better. Here, well, we're joined here. by Jaitin, but before I join, I learned about the catch and I had to change my opinion because they said if you catch the ball with your hand you and you still have it in your hand and it touches the grass it's considered a fair catch but if you then turn it over and your hand put that ball on the grass it's not a catch it's not over that's what I learned. I read the report, as I told you before, I read the report, but I've not seen the, the, the actual video of it. Um, so um, I, I'll have to look that up. It was a I, pity I because I really wanted to see him give back, back under the, mm-hmm. the English condition with top class bowling. So getting so well, a lot of noise coming in in the background from somebody. A lot of noise. Not, 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 okay. Not, oh, oh, again. Just for the record, I just wanted to share that I've already penned my uh, post for the day five Thank of you. this match, the post which will be on, on the site later on. And mm. I'm willing to... Um, you know, share it yeah, with well, you guys ahead. Right ahead, before I done it's posted. I... It's okay. And my post on day five, it says, the World Test Cricket Championship 2023 final has been decided. Australia takes the title of champion, the crown, and the reward. Congratulations to the Aussies and commiseration to the losing Indian team. Sometimes, Maybe a year from today when the dust is settled and we can see the full picture, the post-mortem for this 2023 Test Match Final, 
the examiner might give us the results of this year-long review of the claim facts. Question, what did happen? Why did it happen? And who is to blame? And can this cricket tragedy for such it must be seen through Indian eyes? Could this have been avoided? The Australian eyes will see the 2023 test final through the tears of joy and happiness as they recall the last two test match series when the Indian team creamed and pulverized the Australians, leaving their undergarments exposed. Yes, revenge is sweet. And in this 2023 final, very sweet for the Australians, whose prize was twice as nice because it was rivals Team India on the losing side. What did happen? We are aware of the idiom that hindsight is 2020. An Indian captain, Roy Sharma, and his team of advisors must be regretting the decision to invite Australia to bat first. It is conceivable that with no pressure nor anxiety, India's batters may have produced and their bowlers turned the table on Australia. Why did this happen? Arguably, there are those in the camp who would say that this match is indicative and suggestive that Test cricket is alive. That is well, and it is growing. But is the reverse true? Is the popularity of the white ball cricket echoing the demise of the red ball version? The casual observer would have noticed that Team India's batters appeared to be more prone to the cricket shot selections that is a staple in the white ball version of the T20 format. Those shot selection choices did not work well for the Indian batters in this final. Who is to blame? Well, I have deliberated, but in truth, one man cannot deliver. So I'm waiting with patience for the jury panel to deliver a verdict. Could this tragedy for India be avoided? The simple answer is yes, it could be avoided. But don't ask me to tell you how. Cheers, felicitations, well done, and well played to Australia. Commiserations to Team India. Thank you for at least showing up. That is my day five post, which I will have coach uh, apply to our just, website later on. Just, just to add something to that too, folks, there is so much to take away from this test match. You know, I live to see an innings like the one played by Travis Head. I also was so impressed with Rahani's um, 89 or 88, 89, and that deserves to be a, a ton, you know, and I was hoping that Gil would have gotten off. But then there was a guy who was in the shadow. Nobody talked, talk, um, speak a lot about his performance, but it's Boland, Boland bowled like a, he bowled some awesome ball. And there was, there was pace in the wicket. The, the pitch from the onset. And that was what it takes to... We, we thought that the Kohli and Rahani would have um, gone on and had to their total. They're accustomed to 
long innings and it was deserving a long, long innings if India would even come close to that 444 and the total on the final day. But all in all, it shows that there is there is really, really, real value and enjoyment and entertainment in test cricket. And it's here for a long, long, he's not going anywhere soon. Uh, uh, Leon, I heard him. I, I heard him mention Scott. Can I just finish? I heard him mention Scott Boland, and um, you know he remember how he started out, you know, and um, he so far he has played only eight Test matches, 15 innings, and he has taken 33 wickets. And um, no bowler in the 20th century since the 20th century has a has better figures than what he what what he's carrying around right now, and and an average of 14 points. Yeah, 14.57 uh, strike rate of every a strike rate every 37.85 balls that he is getting a wicket. And when you are bowling with the caliber uh, attack like like the Aussie you know has right now, um, it's saying something good, you know, and because he's he's coming on and when he you know he's bouncing the ball, he's moving the ball and. You know, and for for a long time he has been out there and he has been given the chance a little late in his career, but he's making full use of it. And I hope they don't continue to drop because I think if Hazelwood was was fully fit, maybe he would be the yeah. odd one out. But but he's showing that he that he belongs, you know, and they should keep him right there. And if they have a rotation, oh. he has to be in the rotation. That's it. Did, did you make a mistake not to play? Go ahead. Who's, yeah, who's I was hearing Dennis. Dennis reading something about tragedy could avoid. What I would like to explain to me, what do you mean about tragedy could avoid because India lose or something because, you know something, is two people playing, somebody must win, one of them must win. Because if it was asked, India win the game, would you make the same statement that tragedy could avoid? But then also know who, which part it wouldn't be a tragedy. Dennis, did you say tra- yes. tragedy or travesty? Which one? I don't, I don't, I'm no, not quite sure. No, no, Dennis I said, was saying that tragedy could avoid. So I was okay. wondering. Okay, okay. Yeah. I said tragedy yeah, I was wondering. could be avoided. But that is, if you're looking at it from the perspective of Indian fans and supporters, it's a okay. tragedy that they lost. Mm-hmm. And so they will no. tell you it could have been avoided. And they have the answer as to how it could have been avoided. That was just the statement. Plain words. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. because I yeah. was wondering now if, 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 if India would have win, if it would go the same identical thing would, again there. It would be a reverse. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. it's, it's quite likely Australian fans would have seen it as a tragedy in the same light. Yeah. No, but but yeah. but we know that Australian don't have crazy fans like, like, like India because what? one take it as a, as a religion. No, one take it as <laughs> right. a religion. Nobody's yes. going to kill you and things like that. Yeah, so one take it as a religion. <laughs> Dennis, um, Jetin, is that true? Jetin, um, I Jetin. thought he was, he, he was, um, yes, I'm back, was, I'm back. Yeah, okay. Okay, good. How do you say? Did, wait, did you hear, I think, did you hear uh, the, the comments ahead uh, uh, just a few minutes ago with my post for tonight? Yes, sir. And all I can say, it's immediately echoed by great Virendra Sehwag on day two. 
when they lost on Gill and Pujara both for not playing incoming deliveries. <laughs> the whole issue is mindset. Look at the yeah. speaker. He posted clearly. Why mindset? Simple. This yeah. all okay. majority of the Indian players are coming directly from IPL. In between, there is yeah. absolutely no practice, no preparation. Mm. And you're trying mm-hmm. to switch the gears. What the switch gear is? In IPL, you used to throw bat at everything. And now you yeah. decided not to play certain balls outside the off term. That doesn't mean yeah. you have to let it go. The ball is coming in. But and that's just like mindset. Is a, um, yeah, and then I can tell you, mm-hmm. I can tell you one simple thing. Why the mindset? The part of the mindset is the decision-making process. We talk about very second week of that series. One of yes. the part of the decision-making process as a batter is the first most important part, whether you want to play that ball or not. If you play that ball, you want to play with the cross bat or straight bat. And the third point yes. is a critical, whether you want to come out to front foot or back foot. Right. Now, yes. when you lose this decision-making process, you lost. Mm-hmm. So, bigger yes. thing, I will say the India has lost is because of the mindset. They were capable to do. They had a people with the heavy weight on paper. They recently beat Australia to get into this final. They had a good series mm-hmm. in India. The only difference, if you see, is the both teams. Australia has the last player who are coming out of IPL where India has almost everyone played in IPL except Pujara, right? And all of a sudden, you're trying to switch the gear. So I will say, if you are going at 140 miles per hour and if you have to put all of a sudden break, what happens? That's what yeah. you get in. Crash. Yeah. Well, uh, let, let me put in. I got Mr. Patel is back. What I want to say, you see the ball that Pujara get and leave alone. In India, you can leave alone ball, close the eyes, because ball not swinging like that. When you don't play into other people's competition that they have, domestic competition, this is what will happen to you. Because if you had a lot of Indians was playing over in England, at least a lot of them would understand the movement of these boys. Not just go play test match and walk back out, but now we spend two months in the year playing their local competition. You will be able to play a lot of this ball and know how the pitch is played. So this is going to happen to India if this, if this, this um, championship is going to happen in, in England. It's going to happen to them all the time because they're not playing over here to understand the pitch. Not just go for the first two days and practice and then go and play. You need to play in different people's competitions so at least people can understand how those pitches played. Then you'll have a better competition for them. Let me add to this. It, it, it can happen to anybody. Don't forget, yeah. very similar story happened in 1983 World Cup when the Gordon Greenlit let that ball go, right? It, it's the same mm-hmm. thing. So in England, this thing is really tricky. I will not blame any batsmen. These all batsmen are great. But in that particular moment, the thing did not go well as expected or anticipated. That is the clear statement. It has nothing to do with it. Uh, but getting no, used to, but yes, I, I got the point. I got the point that if you really want to play international cricket, you need to have the five different environment adjustment. One biggest challenge is England. 
second is the new zealand yep. third one is so like south zealand. africa fourth one is the south asia and the fifth one is the caribbean now these all pitches and the way they it works with the bowling it's a completely different business so it takes long time yep. to get accustomed or adjusted and england is always tricky does not matter who plays that england has a like a cloudy weather comes different way little bit cold weather comes different way so it it's like a very yep. hard to adjust any foreign team and it's unfortunate that india has to play two test championship both are in england even england is not involved Yes. Um, but folks, you guys are not, not giving giving the ball and any any credit because he was moving them away, and that's when he moved this back to 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 he moved back this in uh, in swinger and went away swinger. So the, um, that the, that that set took, him up. To, to add to what that, um, Virgil said, yeah. it's you know. everyone around cricket circle is fully aware of the type of uh conditions as it applies to cricket playing in England so you see a green wicket you expect that the ball will swing and move and this is why i said quite likely that rohit sharma and his advisers will probably have second thoughts that they put Australia in Kuwait instead of you know in, in, instead of um, taking the 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 matter but before we go on Leon we have an hour and we need to yeah well we're going to spend we're going to spend that 15 minutes of the time tennis we beg 15 minutes of time because this too much cannot be can can be said about this Because this is an important match, you know. We we want to cover the decision of, of um, Chami to to bat and the, the team that was Chami. was picked, Chami, and the team that was picked. Anybody has any reservation? He should have played. Would he should he have played just, the full five? Just, just let just let me give you a history of uh, the last 58 matches that um India play. Were they up to bat first? What happened? 58 matches. They won nine. the last 21 and they draw 28 so did the decision to 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 um to 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 bowl first rather i mean they 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 have to bowl first the one nine last 21 right so um so he, he, he took the wrong option you know first uh, but maybe look at the pitch um, there's a lot of noise and scraping going yeah. on in the background i don't know mm-hmm. who yes. That's likely. Mm-hmm. That's likely the the road traffic noise. Go ahead, go ahead. Yo, okay, yeah. So 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 um yeah. So maybe just looking at the pitch itself, being there, and um knowing that they have um Shami, um Adab, what what's his name, uh, and the other fast bowler. Um, think yeah yeah. I'm thinking that they would just you know get rid of the the Australians and. they were they were partially successful in one but then then um they they came back and and put things together and and, and proved proved to be the fall the, the, the downfall of the indian so um it it, it was not a good option first when you look at the at the record the, the recent history that's right it. so remember what i said they may regret the fact that mm-hmm. they made the wrong choice to put australia yes. in yeah 
That and um, that, that run out, that run out by the the, the substitute fielder folks. That that was a class run out too. Yeah, the, on the yeah, ground the, and the, the bowler, throwing the bowler and there. breaking the wicket. It was. It, it may not have been a significant thing at the time, but you know, they could have had another 10 to 15 runs. How Cummins was batting, you know. Oh, not Cummins. It was Hazelwood, right? Not Hazelwood. It's um, the other pacer. That was one of. But it anything Stark? else? Was it Stark? Was it Stark? Starks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone else want to come in, chime in, and say anything? Because this was, to me, the crowd spoke. What about the crowd? The crowd was, was awesome. All all four days or five days, they had they had tickets sold out for the fourth day, and the fifth day even made it better. One 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 thought that they made good provision and they had a a six day so that they would ascertain or make provision to for the match to finish to end. Right, and right. Um, I, I, lo- I love that. I love that because yes, there could have yes, been interruption yes. mm-hmm. and um, they make sure the they, they provision was made just yes. in case it was needed. Yeah. And just to only just to tell the folks what happened with the prize money. Well, the winner got a, a million point six one million six hundred thousand. The runner-up gets 800000 The third place, anybody who knows who is the third place? Who? And who? Third third place. Yeah? South Africa, right? The fourth place, $350,000. The fifth place, $200,000. And the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth places got 100000 each. And... Uh, I so that me, where's Indies still getting on? Yeah. Where's Indies get? Get 100,000 now. What number? What? Number 10? 9. 9. 9. 9. 9. 9. 9. 9. 9. 9. 9. 9. 9. 9. 9. 9. 9. 9. 9. Eight hundred thousand can help to wipe the eyes of the of the losers, <laughs> man. Mm-hmm. You don't have to send me eight hundred thousand, Dennis. Send me half. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll wipe my eyes. <laughs> well, in the test ranking, Leon, India, Australia, and England was third, and South Africa was fourth. Fourth, yeah. England third. Mm-hmm. Australia fourth, yes. I see here too. I see. Anybody, anything else before we go over to just to celebrate with Mr. Dennis? Well, this was eight. I just want to say it's a Australia, great, India, wonderful, spectacular, spectacular game. Unfortunately for me, I, I, I don't get I don't get to watch it um, in the mornings when I when I get up. Um, maybe maybe just just a little bit. I'd follow it a little, but then when I by the time I get home from work, it, it, mm-hmm. it's all it's all over. But um, I've been I've been following, I've been reading up on it and, and things. Things are a bit different when I'm in when I'm up here, not up north, and when when I'm in when I'm in um, Florida, it's different. Well, let me give you the official, official standing: Australia first, India was second, South Africa third, England fourth, Sri Lanka fifth, New Zealand sixth. Pakistan seventh, West Indies eighth, and Bangladesh ninth. That's how they, the rankings. Okay. Go. 
they played, can give you the, the number of matches that they played and how much they won, how much they lost, and how much drew. And uh, deduction, they had deductions for matches and so forth. But time would not permit us to do that. But all in all, I thought the ICC did a good job. And it was an entertainment. Uh, and the players, never, notwithstanding, entertained the world. And the eyes were glued to the television. I, for one, couldn't sleep, man. I don't know about <laughs> you. <laughs> I, I got to go to bed. We were running those, those the first day's matches. Write a little article here. Go to bed and then wake up at 5.30 to see the start of the first match. First ball. But can, can we pause for a cause now? Anybody else? Yeah, just, a remind, just a reminder that we're inside the Lawrence Yagaro hour. It's eight yes, minutes after eight o'clock. Uh, so we're inside the Lawrence Yagaro hour. And now we're going to take time out to celebrate with our brother, our friend, our you, you, you uncle. Have to, you have to play cool and the gang. You have to play cool and yeah. the gang celebrate. Yeah, man. Yeah. Cool and the gang. I was looking for cool and the gang, but I couldn't. Cool ran away from me. Come on. You got to play that. Celebrate good times. They're from Australia? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, not no. But what, what, what the upcoming uh, upcoming um, discussion? Yeah. So, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, and oh, and celebration. Celebration. Oh. Go ahead. And are we getting pull up the, the... Are you going to get me? Yeah. Well, I'll get my song ready. Okay. Well, okay. Um, let's uh, bring back Coach Jenkins. Um to my fellow panelists and our listeners, we have been really, really happy, delighted, pleased, blessed, whichever adjective you wish to use, to have as part of our cricketing fraternity and member panelists, um, Coach Jakin Patel, very invaluable person and invaluable contributors to the uh, part of the cricket show and, of course, the Cricket Hall of Fame. And we would like to pause today. We would like to pause today to spend a few minutes just reflecting on the achievements of Coach Jadin Patel, who's been awarded the United States of America Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award and USA Cricket Hall of Fame Lifetime Achievement Award for his services, his work, his volunteerism all the things that he has done to promote and put the game of cricket in the top echelons of sports that we want to continue to see grow and develop in these United States. So we know Coach has done a lot in his time in this country and, of course, abroad. But I'd like to kick off this thing by sort of grilling Coach a little bit to get him to share with us some of these historical happenings in his life and how he's arrived at all the things that he's been credited with. Coach, if you're hearing me, say hello before I ask my question. We'll go ahead, go ahead, Audley. Go ahead, Dennis. Go ahead, brother. Coach? Go ahead, you go well, ahead. I'm just go ahead. I'm asking you to go ahead and let me just... Yes, I'm here. You have to be a little okay. bit noise because I'm driving right. and I'm... Uh, yeah. Going at the speed, a little bit lower than what I used to bowl. How about that? 
<laughs> is that five miles per hour? Very good. Very, very good. 80, miles per, 80 miles per hour is a little bit slower than what I used to bowl. How about that? Wow. <laughs> All right, Coach, one of your early goals was to initiate grassroots promote program and promote cricket in and across the United States. How do you measure your success with this, with that endeavor? Well, first of all, thank you for all good words you said. It's, uh, I usually believe in action, and that is what I'm being uh, rewarded. All my accordals are related directly to my work, somewhere what I have done in past, and you forgot. Actually, I'm about to score a hat-trick this year. I already completed 35 years of public service with State of Indiana, mm-hmm. and I'm already eligible for that long-term service employee recognition later this year. So it's a great year to have it, and uh, this is not mine, as you read the media release. It's all belongs to my parents, friends, families, everyone who are involved in my life, and this is belong to all of us. Is not my rewards. I could not have done it without support from almost everyone. But yes, uh, when I moved to U.S. in 1986, I absolutely had a no hopes to keep continue with the cricket. Besides playing a little bit here and there with local leagues, I won a few championships. And then uh, by 2002, I retired from playing all sort of competitive cricket, let's say, because I was more focused to stay with the soccer, which is the mainstream sport here in U.S. at high school and college level. But the real uh, point triggers in my life is I started playing cricket at nine years of age. And I was fortunate to have the first-class cricketer who was uh, within my reach. I played with him, let's say, to pick up the balls or do fielding work or whatever it takes. At least I had a company, to be honest with you, that... I learned something from that day. Growing up, playing at school, university, uh, state and national level, I've been through a lot of legends. And uh, believe it or not, so far, I have a good network of connections. Even the 50-year-old friendships are still exist because of the game. Because way early in my childhood, I learned one of the simple mantra, we call it, respect others you'll get respect. And that is what I gave. Number two, I never quit learning, whether I'm playing, whether I'm coaching, whether I have done the referee or officiating, it does not matter. My principles never change. Keep learning, keep improving. Ask the other people to have a feedback or opinion where you can improve or what is something they see which I don't see, right? And that's how it needs to be move on. And at the same time, when I switched to the soccer, because of my kids, actually, actually, my princess started uh, soccer when she was in the third grade. And that was my beginning journey. I'm talking 1994, early stage of the soccer. And uh, during that uh, initial stage, when you are under uh, nine years of age, we call it U9 soccer, parents are the only allowed to coach. And my journey started sitting on the bench as a parent, not as a coach. 
I watch a couple of practice because the rules required as a parent, one of the parents should be at the ground. You cannot leave your kid for coach to babysit and you can walk away. So I have to forcefully stay at the bench and watch my princess and uh, other parents do the coaching, whatever the best level they had. It. There was nothing wrong. They all did their best to their knowledge and expertise. And at one point, it triggers me from inside. I can definitely contribute, especially in terms of the fitness, drilling them in practices, training them for the game tactics. In fact, I never played soccer as a competitive level before I came to U.S. But that point triggered me, and immediately I got the role in a local club as a parent coach, volunteer parent coach. That was the beginning journey. But then I got the inside excitement and interest to learn more about this coaching. And we had these opportunities to learn, right? So that's what I turned into the soccer coaching. Cricket coaching was not that much at that point. If you look at the research on cricket coaching credentials, there was none exist at that point. It was just so-and-so. You talk to the, some kids and work around with their skills or something like that. And by the 2002, uh, I think my life changed when I hear American baseball coach and former player Mike Young become a specialist fielding coach, first ever in the history of cricket in Australia. In fact, a legend I respect very highly, he went to Australia to teach baseball. And from that, they pick it up, and he becomes one of the greatest fielding legendary coach. So when I heard that in 2003, and I was watching some baseball by that time anyway, when I was looking at their throwing, pitching, catching techniques, I had a little bit clue, like there's something we can learn out of this game. But after uh, reading a lot of things about Mike Young, I started going into the baseball side. I said, what it takes. Let me spend some time, right? And let's learn this trade too. And you will not believe it. There's a lot of things I learned from baseball and soccer, which I blend into the cricket. Why I keep continue doing this research and find out Cricket is the only sport, believe it or not, only sport has a 14 different sport skills involved. One is the best. Everyone knows that. Soccer is the world's number one sport. Guess what? Any level you play cricket, the warm-up is belongs to the soccer. They grab the football, right? They do the dribble. They do the, mm -hmm. like, kicking around. The footwork, that's what they're learning. So, so on, I will say, more you know the other sports, the some part of the skills, technical part, is taking place in the cricket. So that is what I started. And then, believe it or not, I was lucky enough, I will say, to have the opportunities in all fields. And mainly I focus so much in soccer, where I coach high school, beyond that college level, as well as uh, some opportunities at the semi-professional level. Then I was rapping too. And by the time I finished uh, officiating at high school, uh, college, and adult league level, I become instructor and mentor. And that is what it triggers me about the knowledge. And by the 2008, uh, the things change when someone asks me, can you help in cricket for American teachers? I say, no. I live in this country. I came to this country. They give me enough to build my life and interest and I must keep continue 
to return what I gained in this country. And that was the beginning. And when I started with that cricket, I did my journey with uh, maybe about half dozen credentials in a cricket world, right? And then I improved my knowledge based on so many other things because I learned from different sports. I learned from a lot of things from the legends. And then I was fortunate enough, I believe so far, I have worked with about 14 different legends at different levels for different time in coaching. And those are my learning platform. I learned from something from them. They pick up some of my ideas to keep there. But it, it's all about is you need to work around, keep continue learning. And today I will say I'm blessed. Whatever I have done is, is all about helping people. And that is the coaching is all about. Coaching is not about profession or making money. It's supposed to be the hobby. You got to have a good amount of patience to do it. And if you can help the youngsters and other people to stay in this game, that is the most important thing you have to do. That's your biggest reward. And I keep continuing. And today, I had a big event in Chicago. It's called American Premier Cricket League. And uh, probably we are on different topic today. So let's keep on that topic and we will bring APCL next weekend. Yes, indeed. Uh, thank, you, thank you, Coach. Mm. So, um, yes. Yeah. Coach, I guess you would say that mm. promoting the game across the United States has been a success. Is that correct? Yes, and now the way the movement we have, the may the like interest we have, enthusiasm is there, and overall I will say it is just beginning. Believe it or not, but next three years is very important. But I will never say that cricket will die. In fact, cricket is going to be crazy in this country. Believe it or not, it may be a little bit uh, unstable political side which has been issue for a long time. But I believe if we get the right people and uh, good people as elected official, that thing can change. But I'm always not concerned about uh, political side or governing side or something. I always believe in two simple uh, principles. One, you keep continue what you like to do and love to do. Do your best in local cricket. And that's what we succeed. And as I said, I have been involved more than 60 programs in this country in the last 10 years, whether uh, helping them at the beginning stage to launch academy or youth program for training coaches and helping kids, or sometimes it's to keep continue their progress and improve their standard in terms of the performances. And this thing is ongoing. And uh, believe it or not, I have seen either from Los Angeles to Boston or Seattle to Miami. I've been there like a lot of places. And the volume of cricket interest is going. We have lots of people playing cricket, whether it's uh, they're playing a hardball tennis cricket, leather ball cricket, whether it's a red or white. But the biggest thing is I can see thousands of kids are now getting into. And that is our future. If we put the right amount of time and effort right now, we will definitely enjoy the good amount of cricket in about 10 years. Sounds like we Dennis? have something to celebrate. All right. Um, any questions from yeah, the Dennis, panelists? Yes, yes, I, I was trying to get in before. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Um, well, just, just to say a word about um, JT, because when I met him first on, on the Internet, I invited him 
to be a part of our show. And there was no hesitation on his part. He came, he delivered. There was never a time that you would call on him to do anything for the show or to help you personally that he would deny. Now, I wonder, this guy came to this country and he had two, well, two kids he raised and they became doctors. And he himself had to train himself to to learn some sports too. You know, you mentioned that you also ha- was involved in, in a sport by the name of Kuku, K-H-O, K-H-O. I want to know what that is. I've never heard of it. But the main point I want to bring out here, where did you get that time? You're only 24 hours in a day. Raising kids, involving all these sports, and being a part of the cricket show. And every day, and every minute I call you, say, Jatin, did you hear this? Or Jatin, what do you know about this? You had the answer. Give us a, a backdrop of all the events I spoke about. Well, life is simple and short. How about that? We have limited simple time. We don't know. We, we don't know what is the time frame we have. So to be honest with you, all my life, I have learned two things. Stay with the discipline. Get well organized. These two things can help you. One of the part of that one is in our day-to-day life, we have lots of challenges, a lot of things coming in our head. We have a lot of responsibilities. There are a lot of difficulties, and there are a lot of issues out there. But there is a lot of things. I will say majority of the stuff, which is you have to give a priority. You may have 10 different things in your head, let's say, today. He's traveling, so he's oh, it's dropping out oh. a little bit. He's traveling in and out in the low line areas. We gotta uh, be with him until he first, comes back. But yeah, coach, are you are so you hearing thing, us, coach? Go ahead. Yeah, I can. Ahead. I can hear. I can hear. Yeah. So Go the ahead. first thing first is when you got something, and if it need to be done, I will not delay. Means if I'm talking right now, and if I say I'm committed to do something, my job is. Get it over. Get it done. Because there is no one hour later. I'm not going to scratch my head twice to do the same thing. I'm not going to wait for tomorrow to get back. It, it's not going to change. Why don't why I just got this point. I just am committed. Let's finish it up. Once you start doing that, your to-do list will be shorter, and you will have more time. What the most of the people does in time management we are taking too many extra times doing the same thing, thinking over or about the thought process multiple times on the same topic. And that is what the killer. So if you can manage that way, you can definitely find lots of time. Thank you. How about Audley? Uh, how about Audley? Can we bring in Audley? Yes, yes uh, Audley? I'm here. I'm here. Question for Coach? Yeah, uh, yeah I'd not really a question right now, but um, just to address, you know, his selfless attitude in whatsoever he's doing. And uh, one person says that the art of keeping is to give. 
And I think mm-hmm. that's the whole principle with Jensen, Jaten, is that he, he just continues to give and give and give. And um, we're, when it comes to, um, you know, um, 24 hours in a day and what happened, um, I, I love the answer he gave. You know, we, our time is limited. It's like you don't know how much time we have. Um, the Bible says we make hay while the sun shines. And that seemed to be his attitude. He continued, you know, as the sun shines to prepare the hay and so forth because there's going to come a time when he won't be able to do that, the winter and different seasons for those who get different seasons. And I just want to say uh, I just love the attitude and uh, the, 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 the fire seems to be ever in his stomach, the, uh, our fire in the belly, as they say, <laughs> you know to continue to do different, different, different things. And um, that in, in, indeed is something that we can all emulate, um, continue to do what we ought to do. And uh, his last point, one of the last points that he made here, don't continue to spend um, repeated time, I mean, time on the same thing over and over and over. You know, mm-hmm. we, we have to, you know, be out there. And... Um, been there, done that, move on to something else and see you can help others. Jensen, I just want to say, you know, um, also congratulations for the, the many accolades that you have received. And as you mentioned also, the trifecta, <laughs> the last one is supposed to come after 30, 35 years of service for in, in, the, in working in Indianapolis. At Indianapolis, Indianapolis, right? I mean, that has to be, that has to be some, taking a lot of dedication and the, the whole thing about it is that a lot of people, when, you're, uh, when they're asked to do something, the first thing they're saying, show me the money, show me the money. But with the sort of selfless attitude that you have taken and you continue to give, and because you continue to give, see what happened? The athletes are falling left, right, center, before, and everywhere. And just continue doing what you're doing, my brother. And, uh, congratulations. Yeah. They're proud of you. Okay. Yeah, I can I can add two things. I can add two important things here. In uh, if you my, my life is very simple. Whoever called me or talked to me and looking for help, the first thing comes in my head. I listen to them properly, in timely manner. Let them finish talking. Try to understand what this person is trying to do and what sort of help is looking for. Once I come to that, I usually make quick decisions, whether I want to help or not, and then I'll go for it. If I'm committed to help, I never expect anything. First thing first, let's contribute. Let's give something. Because a lot of time what I have seen, the people are scratching head and taking too much time thinking about what I'm going to get out of it. What am I going to get it? Why I should involve? Now, these are the concerns are killing you both ways, time-wise and interest-wise. If we have the interest, why we should wait? Why we should uh, even think about it? And that is all I have done it. Every time when somebody says I'm doing something for cricket, okay, I mean, I'm not worried about the outcome. I'm not worried about what I'm going to get out of it because my first priority is, what I'm able to give it to the sport and what I'm going able to give something to someone who is really doing good for the sport. Yes, sometimes you may fail, 
people may not appreciate, may not even say thank you, but hey, I am enjoying in giving rather than getting in return. Okay. Virgil, are you yeah. awake? Virgil? No. no. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Any questions for Coach? Any comments for Coach? No, no, no. I just, I, I just came back to the phone, so, you know. Yeah. Um, Dennis, Coach, I, I asked Den, ask him a question about Coco. What is Coco? K-H-O-K-O. That is in English. Okay. Let me, let me tell you, this is a really very important uh, sport. I can tell you, we have in India, the two sports we play, every Indian person knows this sport. These are not the professional sports. We play as a fun, as a street game, as a kid. The Coco is uh, like a, you are sitting on your knees, uh, about uh, 10 people in the line and only one is chasing. The alternate player is sitting, one is facing north, next one is facing south. Next one is facing north, and then there's a the people go like a snake run in curves. What it takes? It takes agility. It takes the speed. You need a lot of flexibility to get up and start running right away. The quickness is coming from Coco. We have another sport called a kabaddi, where you are doing a deep breathing and go in other teams and try to touch the players. But the two fundamental things, and there's a third sport I can tell, which gives the all basic things you need to improve your cricket skills, whether it's the footwork, holding the breath is helping your mindset, right? Whenever you, see, you can see the batsman, it takes a little bit deep breath after they got beaten or something like that. So this, these are the sports learning to you. And by the way, Coco is a not an Olympic sport or international sport, but in India, it's a national sport. And even I have played inter-university in that sport. Mm -hmm. All right. <clears throat> Virgil, do you okay, understand cool. that? Wait, wait a moment. Virgil, do you understand how to play that? No, I'm trying. No, I'm trying. I was wondering why you were calling Coco, but I didn't really. I would have to see it. No, no. If you, if you spell K-H-O-K-H-O under the YouTube, you'll find a lot of videos. Because nowadays oh, okay, the people okay. are putting in it. Yeah. That, so there is a one is a Coco, and other is a Kabaddi. By the way, Kabaddi <laughs> is now in professional sports in India. They have the professional league, just like IPL. And it's going crazy. <laughs> and Jensen, when you talk about this thing, you let us feel hungry, man. It, it come like it's some food you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Coach, recently you were awarded the USA President's Lifetime Achievement Award. You have also received awards and recognition from the USA Army and USA Air Force. Can you share with us something about your involvement and work for those awards? Well, uh, those are the days in early 90s when I moved to the U.S. Uh, I like landed in a uh, day before Thanksgiving, and I was uh, admitted to the Purdue University to do my master's before I land in this country. So basically, when I landed here, in a matter of one month, means after December, I had to join the college. And uh, when I joined the college during those days, 
you have to sign up for selective services, means it's ROTC and bunch of other programs related to military. Okay. okay. And if you do that, then you are only qualified for the loans and those things, right? So I have to do it, no choice. But uh, when I joined and took that student loan and grants and scholarships to keep continue my studies, I came across with this process and because of my IT skill, there was not much computer. So basically, the first one was the Air Force. I believe it was 92 or 93. I was recruited as a uh, professional health recruiter. What it means, at that time, Army used to go different places in different universities and places where the people, they say graduate doctors and nurses and those kind of professions, they wanted to recruit for the military. Means during those days, we don't have internet, we don't have that much uh, TV, means the cable channels or something like that. So we used to go seminars, we give them the presentation, we give them some uh, uh, gifts to them and we convince them what it takes to be part of the army, what are the benefits, right? If you serve for five years, what can get out of it, those sort of things. And that was my beginning. And then I got interested in it because uh, at that point, it was helping me both ways. I was eligible to get more scholarships and grants at the same time. I was helping uh, Army, and it's a big thing. And Air Force is a big, I'm telling you, in this country. And uh, when I started, I took as a pride, like, hey, I'm helping the nation. Whatever it is, they need me, right? They are not sending me to the border, let's say, to fight with the gun, but at least I can help the other way. That was the beginning. And then uh, because of that same uh, job, I did, I think, for the Navy as well as Army both. And uh, I was awarded, I think, about six different times for different things. But a couple of them are major. And But that was the beginning. And I did as a, completely as a volunteer. I started because of the student. But even I finished my study, I keep continue because at that time, I was enjoying soccer and there's the Army and something over the weekend like a playing cricket. That, that, that was my 90s uh, lifestyle, I will say. Okay. Very, very productive. And as a consultant advisor for Atlanta Paramvir Sports Complex, are you able to give us an update on this cricket development? Yeah, that's uh, another thing came across. I believe it was uh, 2016. Uh, kind of uh, India West is first T20 series when I meet this uh, husband and wife both in Fort Lauderdale and I see their interest and then uh, we started talking about it and the whole thing changed uh, when we meet again in 2019 in Florida when we had this uh, first ever uh, ODI triangle series between uh, uh, PNG, uh, Namibia and USA. And uh, I think that was the one uh, when I spent about four hours as well as a couple of dinners, the point triggers, because the uh, owner wanted me to join hands and help him in the game. And then I see his vision, like he's going to spend lots of money and wants to improve. So first thing first at that point was the team. We only had a Paramvirs to compete. Uh, and then the big thing is came out right across around 2020 under the corona we were fortunate to get the Chris Gale to lead my, our Paramvirs team. I was part of it at that time. And we had another six West Indian players from Trinidad. And that is the one uh, we won the championship in U.S. Open, right? And after that, uh, 
we were talking. So in 2021, I ended up coaching Paramvir's whole season in a minor league. Uh, and then uh, during that uh, season long, my coaching uh, responsibility and meeting them every weekend and looking at the interest and find out the whatever the facilities they had, it can be converted into the world-class facility. And then we discuss about it. And then point came out. Owner says, he's a J. I'm J. Both are J. First name is different. He says, if you can handle it, if you can take over, and if you want to do it, I'm ready to spend money. I says, okay, I'm in. Because what it is, we need the pace of pilgrims. If we have this holy place, everything is possible. And believe it or not, at this point, while we are talking, we have the six side-by-side fields in a one location. Each of them 80 yards. Each of them has a turf wicket. Five ground has a turf wicket and uh, synthetic concrete wicket in parallel. So the league game, youth game, everything is possible. The beautiful thing is the main ground. It has a six tracks of the turf wickets to the ICC regulation. And still it's ongoing. We have just finished the inside part, means the field park and pitch part. But there is an outside amenities need to be built on that facility. And by the time we will finish, one thing I can assure you, this will be the world's largest cricket complex. And it will be carrying a lot of technology and improvement there. And I will say, whoever visits this ground, they will say, whoa, I need to come back here. And uh, this was exactly followed what happened in Corona. I was part of this ICWC, which is the largest academy in India, indoor and outdoor in Mumbai. It's called I Can, We Can, in short. And uh, I become the advisor and uh, wanted to, I see the owner's interest. And we put together this uh, one of the huge projects. And uh, recently, last year, when the Alvin College went there, we turned this academy into the world's first 24-7, 365 days academy. You go middle of the night, anytime, we will have the coach for you. Training facilities open for you. Nobody has it in the world. And now this is the same plan is coming to Atlanta at the Paramvirs. It may take a year or two to build the indoor facility on the other side of the complex. But I see the person has the money person has the dream, and I will not let him down to make sure we must accomplish the dream first. We are not concerned about the outcome because we are confident if we have the good place where everyone can enjoy, we will succeed. Uh, excellent, excellent. Uh, a question, Liam? Go ahead. Can I have a follow-up? Okay. Um, Jensen said uh, that there'll be amenities added. Does that mean it include um, shopping areas, uh, uh, shopping areas, or um, hotels and so forth? I will not disclose in that term, but let me tell you one of my projects. Yeah, let, let, <laughs> let me give you a little bit so you can get the hint or clue. How about that? Yeah. ICWC, if you do the research, this facility has. 32-room apartment complex attached to the ground. What it means, out of these 32, 16 rooms has a glass windows facing to the ground. That means mm-hmm. players don't need to be in dugouts. You can stay in your room. 
and watch that game right from the room. And when time comes, you can walk off self that from Ebenity. Number two, this one has his own cafeteria. Means we have our own cook. So let's say we got two teams going from here to Mumbai. Guess what? Everyone should have a place to sleep. Your breakfast, lunch, dinner, everything will be fresh cooked by that cook right in the cafeteria. Right? That, that's how it needs to be. Right? We also have transportation from airport to the ground. Means you don't have to be panicked how to get there. You don't have to wait. Right? From arrival to departure, they manage everything. So in Atlanta, we are trying to build together. When I say amenities, it's not about just a swimming pool and a normal pavilion with these official rooms and scoring room, commentary room, those kind of things. Beyond that, uh, we have a reason to do something different which does not exist in the world. How about that? I have been to a lot of big facilities, some of the Olympic stadiums. I have visited a lot of uh, football stadiums in this country where they have the box offices for the owners and all those. So we are trying to put together something by blending our ideas to make sure that uh, this particular facility has a something unique which does not have any other facilities out there. And we are able to do it for one reason. This is the new facility we started from the scratch. Most of the world has like a lot of old stadium and there's a lot of things are not possible in terms of technology and a lot of things are coming like that. The only stadium I will say close to owner's dream is the Gujarat main stadium, 135,000 capacity stadium. We wow. may not gonna go for that capacity, but I can tell you whatever they have it, owner has just visited. And recently he visited in IPL games and uh, they meet up with the Mumbai Indians management and Gujarat Titans management too. And our goal is to give something unique, one of the top of the world or best thing in the world right here in the U.S. The reason for that, I'm highly a bit because Atlanta is the world's busiest airport, period. Yes. We have more yes, flights sure. than any other city in the world. If we do something, I believe no one will cry how to get Atlanta. You can get Atlanta from anywhere in the world. I guarantee you that one. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I know about that. Um, uh, Coach, what can, is your thought? I, I, I'm Dennis. We sometimes to yes, wrap up. Go ahead. No, no, you go, go ahead because right. we have to. What, what, one final question for you, Coach. What is your thought on A, the current state of USA cricket and on minor league and major league cricket in the USA? My answer is very simple. Does it going to make any change or does it have direct impact or capability to do something? We must keep continue what we do, right? They have their own agenda. They have their own plans, which we will not be able to change. Or we don't have any power to do anything, right? Besides giving... A, uh, suggestions or feedback and that is the only reason I'm part of the development committee even today to make sure that uh, we get going well in a grassroots development youth cricket is number two priority coaches education empiring certification and education like that and the last one is definitely where I'm highly interested is the education in cricket which is 
my vision started in 2008 educating americas for cricket if we do that then we are expecting down the road people who are learning this game even in a class they may be interested to grab a bat and try and that is what we can do as a best we can't change the world but we definitely change ourselves and do whatever it takes within our capability within our reach within our ability and if you enjoy that we suppose not to be concerned about future whatever i can do today helping others if i'm enjoying that matters most to me i'm not concerned about what's going to happen tomorrow because that is distraction plainly so we have to concern about what we can do best to help this game is more important than anything else patanish we thank you so much for that okay and then and jaitin we want on behalf of the cricket show we want to thank you for all you've done for us and we also want to congratulate you you deserve every bit of accolades that was shown on you and we are privileged to have someone who is so knowledgeable who is so helpful to the show and we just want to just say our hearts are off to you and we wish you well in the future and the cricket show is the better for your presence and the work you do with us i so, will say thank you all to my brothers we may be born in different country different parent but we are the gods and kids we are brothers and we are doing together thank you
Sunday, 18th. Going to be playing the second match. Tell you that. And Friday in the West Indies will entertain the Indians starting July 12th. Folks, we have had a wonderful show. Again, we want to just say congratulations again to Brother, Brother Dickin. Of course, we are happy and pleased to have a person of your caliber among our team and panelists to give us his views and information and expertise each and every week. We're going to ask Hyson to send us home. Hyson? Are you asleep or are you awake? <laughs> no, no, no. No, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Hello. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I'm no, I'm wide awake. I'm just so, you know, amazed that one person can have done so much. <laughs> just uh-huh. Yeah, so. And that's a small yeah. part. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is, yeah, absolutely wonderful. Yeah, and I just want to say thank you. It's been a lovely show. And, you know, just wish everyone a blessed evening and a good week. We'll see you next week. Take care and God bless. Yes, indeed. And Dennis, remember to give the Caribbean Global Voices their... Yes. Yes. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, remember, please, the most awesome show on radios on Saturday mornings. That's the Caribbean Global Voice at www.blogtalkradio forward slash Caribbean www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Caribbean Global Voice and that's one five six three nine 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 three six nine three. That's one five six three nine 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 three six nine three. There's music, entertainment, chat, and of course entertainment of the first rate. So don't miss it. Set your timers and your timepiece and your reminders. Caribbean Global Voices, Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Time till 12 midday. Hosted by Ivor and uh, others in the panel, Cardinal and others. See you there next Saturday. And that is my uh, contribution there, Leon. Thank you. Yes. Thank you all so much. It was a wonderful show. It was an, an privilege, an immense pleasure to have the privilege of um, hosting the show. We wish to invite you back next Sunday as well, the same time, 6 until 9. We may have a special guest coming out of the Caribbean, so be sure to join us to hear much more of what is taking place in the world of cricket. And just to remind the folks that Djokovic, he has won another title. The Heat, they are down 3-1. And who else is one, I say? And um, Manchester City. Manchester City. (laughs) They have uh, um, gotten three titles in a year, um, Heisen. They uh, they brought one to London. Yeah, Hmm. they're skipping in Manchester. Anyway. And then the Panthers are also doing well, oddly. Why don't you tell us a little bit? I'm not that, sure. Right? I'm not sure. I want to know because they were down. Yeah, I didn't, I I didn't to, follow uh, it. The one that 
Yeah, the one yeah. they fought, I don't know if they, if they the one they, they, they picked because if not, if not, uh, it, it would be over if they, if they didn't win team over number five. All. Yes, yeah, because so we just pray that you... Mm-hmm. Just pray that the, good thing is, the, the good thing, Leon, is that South Florida teams finish in the final four in four major, like, like when it comes to the college thing with FMU and others, and then we have the Florida Panthers and the Heat. The Heat, of course, is the number eight. She had to go in playoff, and what they call the plane this year. They lost the first yeah. game, they won the second, they end up in the, in the plane, and now in the final the eight. They are seeded number, number eight, eight. rank outsiders, yes, right. and they meet the number one team. So even when they are down, and if they don't win, but let me tell you, they did what no, almost nobody may be away from the coach, and few of the players may have expected to happen. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Thank you so much, Arlene. Thank you, every one of you. Have a blessed evening. Good night, everyone. See you all on the radio. All right. Have a great week. God willing. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Sleep tight, Harrison. Volleyball. From this small country to your ability, you have made it. And all of you guys are proud of you. Now don't let us down, pretty boy, do what you have to do. When you're bowling volleyball, remember it's duty small. When you're bowling volleyball, bowl and make them wicked small. When you're bowling volleyball, bowl like a devil wherever you may be. Remember, you're bowling for Throughout the years, we have plenty talented men. And Samson, Baba, Slegoa, Thompson, all the rest of them. There was no opportunity for them. Before their career, they had to stop. It's different with you and the boys. Stay up, stay up, stay up. Now when you're bowling, volleyball, remember it's duty call. When you're bowling, volleyball, bowl and make them wicked fall. When you're bowling, volleyball, bowl like a devil ever you may. Of publicity. The thing 
success at my heart. High, I am fire. It's from your success our youngsters will aspire. So when you're bowling, volleyball, bowl and make them wicked fall. When you're bowling, volleyball, remember his duty is called. When you're bowling, volleyball, bowl like a devil ever you may be. Remember, you're bowling for all a Good night, all. Good night, all. Good night to you, Dennis. Good night. Good night, good night. Good night. Oh, wait, we have... Let me see if you can bring in Jay. Hey, Judson, good night to you, Judson. Yes, good night. I joined a little bit uh, later today, sorry. Okay, good night to you. You, you missed your... You missed your you missed the yeah. um, chin. We we celebrated That's him. That's it, right? No, no, she was there. Oh, she was, was there. Okay. Yeah, I heard him. Uh, okay, she heard, right. she was there. Right. Well, we'll see you on the radio next week. I hope you can get in early so we can hear your voice. And yeah, next week is uh, well, it's Father's Day, so I'll be out next Sunday. So now I'm going to celebrate your father. Father's Day. Oh, yeah. I'm asking you. <laughs> you have a lot of fathers here on the, on the show. Yeah, okay, I'll, right, I'll right. see if I can join. Um, I'll be going out actually on Friday. On right. Okay, good night. Good night, all. Good night. Good night. That's for my, for my uh-huh. husband, actually. My kids yeah, will take are, my husband Are you there, Audley? Missy. Audley, are you there or you left us? Missy, peace here. Missy, yeah. he's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I said, yeah, but I don't hear him answering. But I just want to let him know I'd sent him a message earlier on, checked his, check his, um, his messages, his email or his WhatsApp messages. I'd sent him a message earlier. Okay. okay. All right. Good night, Good night, Good night, Good night, um, Virtue. Good night, Good night.